everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. I am joined once again by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tuboware, and Mr. Nathan the Cat. How's everybody going out there? I'm doing great now that I get to see Mr. Nathan the Cat. Oh, look at that guy. That's a good Nathan. That's a good Nathan. That's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Let me redo that again. This is uh, David Fart Facington Graham and right. uh, Tuboware. There you go. That's right. That's been my middle name since before I was born. What about you, Tubbo? What about my middle name? What's your middle name? Uh, it's actually funny enough. Also, Fart Facington. No way! I've never corrected Fart Facington. That's amazing. I know. It's wild, right? <laughs> Especially middle name. Like personally, I would have named that's their first name. Like, Are you the guys it. who keep buying all of the Fart Face Fart Facington license plates at Itchy and Scratchy Land? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, my name is Fart Facingtonville. It's very different. Okay, okay. Uh, we're going to be talking about this stuff on the side of the screen that my hand is hopefully pointing to. That will be Guilty Gear Strive. There's a lot to talk about there, a lot of news that's yeah, happening. Boy. We're going to be talking about Nathan the Cat, as well as Street Fighter V's Winter Update, which will be this week. We'll talk about what we'd like to see and what we expect to see. We'll talk about some SNK news. There's more. They've been making the news, and they've made it again. We have a guest this week named Maximilian. You may have heard of him before. He runs an internet stream uh, and has been doing an internet YouTube program for quite a while. We're trying to we'll talk help. About that stuff as well as Twitch Rivals, which I guess he had something to do with. We're trying to help increase Max's popularity by bringing him onto the show. Got to help so. a little guy out. Exactly. <laughs> Give him the whole chance. Bruce. Yep. <laughs> We'll talk about five five matchup topics. We got some fun ones in the oven. We'll see which ones we end up with. I actually don't know because last time I checked, three of them were tied. Oh so dang! I don't know what okay. We'll end up with. There's a nice. lot's going to be a last minute decision here. If you can vote, and anybody who's subscribed to this uh, YouTube uh, on Twitch or on Patreon can vote. So you know, check it out if you're curious. We sent an email out about that. Uh, we also have other game community news to talk about. There are a couple tournaments to discuss. There are some upcoming stuff. We want to give some shout-outs to upcoming community events, and then we'll do our mailbag where we talk about whatever you guys <laughs> My favorite part. But let's start by talking about Guilty Gear Strive, which you have spelled correctly with the four in Roman numerals right there. Yeah. Good word. Did, you, did you see, like, there was a tweet out there that said that Every time the Super Bowl comes around, that the amount of people Googling uh, Roman numerals spikes every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not really surprised. That's great. So Guilty Gear Strive has some stuff. There's some stuff Captain to talk Trump. about in Guilty Gear Strive. First yeah. of all, there's uh, going to be an open beta test. We knew that, I guess, but let's uh, give the details that that's going to go live for everybody on February 18th at 7 p.m. Uh, and then it will end on the 21st, just before 7 a.m. But if you pre-order it digitally, then you will be able to get that stuff a day early. You can log in February 17th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Dude, uh, so it's coming up soon. It's going to have training mode available. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's going to have training mode available. Oh. Whenever one of these betas comes out and it doesn't have training, which is basically always, we're always like, but they should have it. Like, why don't they do it, right? right. And we're always like kind of mad about it. Yeah, 
they're actually making it happen. They're actually doing the good stuff. Dude, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy about it too, but I'm actually surprised that they're doing that. Yeah. Like, I understand why fighting game devs wouldn't want to do that in their beta. Like, you know, it just opens up the possibilities that people find really broken shit that's not going to be there during release. And maybe that's actually what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to <laughs> open beta their game, but let the players find some really messed up junk that they can remove before release. Maybe that's their goal. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's dope. It's cool. Like, I, I really hate not being able to learn combos because I'm getting my ass beat. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely easier to go into training mode for whatever period of time, find the absolute basics. Rather than, I think what I did in the Strive beta was just like Potemkin Buster a lot. Like, <laughs> I guess I, no, I guess I did like baby combos with Potemkin, right? I did like whatever into down HS into, yeah, into <laughs> Eat Knuckle, right? Heat Extend, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. It was whatever I did with him like 15, 20 years ago, and it still basically seemed to work. Um, you know, yeah, but as far as I tried to play Axel for a little bit, I didn't know what I was doing, right? <laughs> I was picking up this character, he had all these far normals and some that weren't so far, and I didn't know anything about his combos or what his special moves were, so it just didn't, it didn't go great. Yeah, I'm very interested to have more time to look into that kind of stuff this time. Yeah. And, 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 and speaking of, or go ahead, James. No, I was about to say, and there's going to be basically... All the characters except for two of them, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be Anji Mito, who is not a playable. And whoever the last character is supposed to be that we don't know who is yet. So, But outside yeah. of that, I think everybody is going to be playable. So we're actually going to be able to uh, uh, try out all the characters. And like you said, you know, you played Axel, but clearly Axel has new moves and stuff like that. So there's definitely uh, a lot more stuff to explore in this version. Clearly he does. Yeah, let's talk about the videos that they've been putting out, right? Oops, so they've put out quite a bit of footage. Mistakes. They've put out Axel versus Zato, Kai versus Nagoriyuki, Soul versus Zato, Soul versus Nagoriyuki, Kai versus Giovanna, and Axel versus Ramlethal. Those are the ones that I've seen so far. Have you guys taken a gander at these? I've watched all of them multiple times over. <laughs> I have not had a chance to watch them. I've seen a lot of highlights and stuff like that. I had planned to watch them on a stream, but uh, I've been distracted through by lots of other random things. So I have not had a chance, but I plan to watch them on stream probably like on Friday or something like that. So. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I watched him a bunch too. Bro. So, so, so as a, as a non Guilty Gear fanatic, as a yeah. person who is not a Guilty Gear head, how does it look to you so far? I think um, it's pretty sick, to be honest. Yeah, this game looks OD. <laughs> I'm super excited for it. Yeah, you're right. I'm not coming into this as somebody who's got a lot of experience with gear. Again, the last time I played a gear game seriously was XX in. I don't know, 1805, like it was forever ago. Um, so I, you know, I mean, I had Xer, like I've put in 10 hours, not a thousand, <laughs> right? right? Like almost no time compared to other people. Uh, so I just, I just don't have that much experience. For me, I enjoyed the beta uh, and, and I'm watching the stuff and, and I think it's pretty interesting. I can imagine, I guess, like how I feel the differences are, the, times that I've watched, you know, 
the XX series games or the times that I've watched XR, like this looks to me like it is less airborne, I would say, <laughs> at least the way that people are playing. But I'm not put off by that. That's not a big deal. It, if it were airborne, that would be cool with me too. I'm just kind of coming at this at an angle of like, whatever, let's have fun and play the video game, I guess. We'll see if I like it. What about you, Brock? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said. I, I agree with that. I think the game looks super fun. I like that you can get pretty big damage, but not insurmountable damage from what look like simple combos. I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing, but it didn't look like those Nagoriyuki six-hit combos that did 50% were too hard. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited about that, man. I'm too old to, like, learn 75-hit combos. Like, I see, I just don't, I legit don't have time. <laughs> I do this, I stream, I, I work 40 hours a week, like, you know. It's interesting, because I, I don't have time. Guilty Gear's combos, yeah, I mean, they, even in Exer, like, some of them, they, Guilty Gear, like, I don't feel like has as long of combos as some of the other anime games, but they always had, like, very, very character-specific stuff and all this, you know, it was it was very detailed. I'm, I'm sure that's going to still exist. I don't know how they're going to, if they're changing the, the, the weight gravity system or the, you know, the hitboxes for everybody was super vastly different. So I'm curious to see how they're going to handle this game. But uh, from what I had heard, like, obviously during the beta, uh, the damage was silly right i mean like you had potemkin yeah. doing 90 percent damage to chip on like one pop buster or something like that you kill know? him in two pop busters baby <laughs> did it look the yeah, same i mean no no the, the damage no. i mean the damage is still there but it's not it wasn't like it was in the beta where may would do four dolphins in a row and you were dead <laughs> uh, it, it yeah. looked it looks to me like Maybe they just upped risk. Like maybe mm. the scaling is just a lot stricter now than it right. was before. But uh, either way, you're definitely not dying. You're not taking ninety percent in a combo like a normal <laughs> combo. You're not going right. to take ninety percent. We also haven't seen Potemkin or Chip in this, and that matchup is always like Potemkin Buster's deal a thousand damage to the Chip. Like sure, it's always sure. been like that. But this is just more extreme. So right. if he dies in three pop busters. <laughs> That wouldn't be too out of the ordinary, right? That would be... I mean, that's Hugo <laughs> versus Ibuki. That's, that's Hugo versus Ibuki in 3rd Strike, right? So right, that's fine. Right, yeah, yeah. That's fine. And they did show... They had Soul, and we got to see his command grab, and in the beta and, and early footage, Bao was doing like 50%, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. 40-something 40, 40 percent. It was not doing that this time. Um, so, yeah, it still seems like it's high damage, but not as wild. And I think that's what we all kind of expected, right? We, I remember we was talking about this when the beta was out and when that early footage was out. And we're all, we all just kind of recognized, I think, that it wasn't going to end up like that. It's going to be a high damage game. It's almost, you know, right? That, that's how gear is. But that plus the fact that guts factor in hugely and they are obviously still factoring in hugely when you watch how the life bars go down in this too. It's, I think it's just probably not going to be a super big deal. Right. Soul's command throw was still just a command throw, right? It didn't lead into yep. the big old combos afterwards, right? And he was just still Correct. slammed. Okay, okay. Just the slammy. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was good damage, but it wasn't 45% or whatever it was before. <laughs> the mild throw, oh, man. It's <laughs> pretty wild, though. Uh, as far as the footage, um, I do agree with some of what people are saying in the chat. I was going to mention this as well. I don't really feel that they showed off some of the characters in the best ways that they could have. I guess I don't know like necessarily what we're missing out on, mm -hmm. but it did seem to me like 
the Ramlethal was like kind of just not doing that much. Basically, yeah, got blown okay. up by the Axel player. Because it sounded like the Giovanna player was like, yeah. I mean, Giovanna was a real fail. I don't know. Maybe the character doesn't have any cool stuff, but it didn't seem. <laughs> I just, she looked real stale, man. Real stale. Absolutely looked stale. Yeah, beautiful looking, but stale in terms of gameplay. So, hmm. But is that actually how the character is, or are we just not seeing stuff? Right, I right. I mean, I had heard at least it looked like it was players that knew what they were doing, but maybe not. Maybe not then. So, Well, some some of them absolutely, absolutely knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, if if others... only one of them knew what they were doing and the other did not. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they both seemed like fighting game players for sure. Okay, okay, okay. So as far as the characters, right? Let's talk about them a little bit. Um, who interests you among the footage that we saw, Brock? Uh, Nagori Yuki. Okay, talk to me. So talk big. to me. Big. He reminds me of Ghost Rider from Marvel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I think of when I when I see him with his big jump normals and his big mid three normals that go into special moves they can possibly whiff. Like the first thing I saw, like there's a point where he does. I'm assuming it's got to be heavy slash to saw bad guy. And he cancels the blocked heavy slash into a special attack, and the special attack whips and Saul Bad Guy punishes with super. Right. Hey, that's like Ghost Rider right away to me is it's big good? normal into special that just doesn't do <laughs> shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the vibes I get. But I mean, like in a good way though. Like it, it just the the big normals are yeah. they they appeal to me. I usually I mean, play characters like that, so Max, I'm gonna try him out. Your Max in the what, chat. What? is even saying that he feels like the, cause you know how like, uh, Oh God, what, what game is mortal Kombat? Whenever they did the new character reveals, they would always kind of like choreograph a fight so that someone would show off their fatal blow. And then it would end into a, I'm sorry, their, their crushing blow. And then it ends into the fatality and stuff. They always did like a good job showing stuff off, like more choreographed. So is that kind of yeah. what people feel like we should have seen more of was like choreographed kind of things to showcase cooler aspects yeah probably like that's really smart it shows off the characters more you know it gives you an idea of their identity mm -hmm. but also i see the appeal of like just letting two top players play the game and here's a match you guys get to see now like i, I think there's an argument on both ends because maybe one gives you an uh, a reality that doesn't exist because they're forcing this is how you're gonna play this character into people's minds um but yeah, I mean, I, I think the choreographed stuff is cool. Like, the, the Mortal Kombat-type trailers are really dope. I'm not really into either way, I think. I think they can both be fine if they have somebody who's just a strong set of players playing or if they have the whole choreographed situation. But I will say that I still don't really feel that, like, the Rams showed off. Like, it wasn't a great match to pick, even if it was just two strong players who were playing Sorry about that. I don't know how that happened. I definitely did not click on that. Anyways, sorry. Go for it. So it's just just one game, right? They they probably had to pick from, you know, a set of just a couple of matches per per set of characters. So whatever. It's not it's not that big of a deal. Ultimately, so we're going to get access to the beta in, like, a week and a half. So kind of, like, not that big of a deal. We'll be able to see a lot of all these characters very soon. But as far as Nagoriyuki goes, what do you think about his, how his blood meter works now? It looks like he had, like, once it hits 100%, it pops no matter what, right? Yeah. That's, like, that's, looked, yeah. Like, that's what it looks like to me. And that, I, that's scary. Uh, that's, yeah. That's something that I'm just like, I don't know if I want to play him now because now I have to think about this meter that if I don't manage properly, I'm going to get punished for big damage. 
That's real spooky. Like, there was that one time when he was comboing, I think it was Soul in the corner, and mid-combo, it popped yeah, to stop. fall. And then, as, <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as that happened, he couldn't continue or anything. He was just forced to, like, come, you know, land and then do whatever the animation is. I mean, that sounds uh, very Guilty Gear to me, to be honest with you, and I think that that's kind of yeah. sick, so... Like, I think it's kind of cool. I'm not opposed to it. And it, it also just it just slowly increases not even that slowly to be honest it goes up pretty quickly uh, right. so it's it's not just that you're activating it through specials which is how i thought it worked before mm-hmm. but now it seems like he's just kind of standing and just walking around and then it, it how does it's it, going up how does it go down well i guess i'm not really sure about okay that. I'm not really sure, man. <laughs> i can definitely tell you that once it went to full it started going down okay interesting so it almost looks like he has to have it pop at one point. Oh, you have to do the grab to make it go down. Okay, I see, I see. Interesting. By landing normal specifically on block, not on hit. Wow. Interesting. What a game. <laughs> what a game. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Weird. That, but that's cool. I think that's a cool idea. I, I, it's gonna make you. It's gonna make you do weird choices. Look, right? I, I'm as the bigger, I biggest. Don't know if it's on it. Guilty Gear fan probably here amongst the three of us, though I haven't seen the front. There's no possible. But like, (laughs) I think Guilty Gear has always come up with like some of the sickest mechanics, dude. Like the the way that they designed a lot of their characters, I think is really cool. So, I mean, obviously, like Zappa and Abba are going to be characters that are on the completely high end of the craziness factor. But I I love that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so it might just be a sword in general that makes it go down mm, okay. so, uh, yeah and, and it's like block. only doing special cancel so special special into a special is what makes the meter really go up yeah so you could probably manage it to that you'd never pop but also i, w- I want to go berserk on people so, <laughs> it's so sick. Yeah. he's so cool looking the mask is on and off it's so cool but i mean yeah. that's probably the only one of the things holding him back right because i mean if he has these big old normals that outrange everybody you gotta give him a yeah, weakness but he, doesn't, he doesn't have a double jump or an air dash well okay okay so his mobility is already restrained compared to you know other characters mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Definitely yeah, sounds. I, I, I mean, his design is is incredible. Right. Like, it, the dope is looking. It there. definitely sounds very Hakumen to me. You know, from from. It is. Oh, it is yeah. 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 That's another reason. Probably. Did you just say it. that? You said that Blaze was better than Guilty Gear. Was that you just said? No, I said that's why I played Blaze Blue, the inferior game to Guilty Gear. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> what a position. We're moving on from that one. I really like Axel. Nobody's surprised about that. I thought he looked sick. But also, the person who was playing Axel seemed like they knew what was up, which was cool. The time stop is so dope. Dude, the time okay, stop so he's got so this dope. install super, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got this install super that once you activate it, he can then stop time. <laughs> and he stops time for a good, you know, couple human seconds. Like, enough time for him to be three-quarters screen, pop it, Ramlethal's whiffing something. He runs all the way up and presses, I think, heavy slash, if I recall correctly. Uh, so he's got he's got plenty of time to make things happen. And I mean, that's very interesting. It sounds like there's just no way this can't be broken. I'm really curious to see like how it's gonna play out in actual matches because I've definitely some seen some highlight footage. Uh, shout outs to High Fight. Uh, High Fight's been putting out a lot of little footage here. That's mostly of what I've seen so far. And yeah, there's it looks like like how is this going like. 
someone throws a fireball from across the screen, time stop, and then go yeah. kill them, you know? Well, like, he's not already installed the super, so it's like, you know that he has it ready. To oh, right, yeah, okay. okay. And it didn't have a graphical bar with it, like, going down. See, mm -hmm. I don't know that you know specifically, but he is, I, like, he has purple flames, so you can see yeah. that he's got it. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last. I guess we'll I, find I, out. I, it looked like infinite. If there's no meter. It looked like a long time. Infinite? I mean, it's probably not. It, I don't know. It's skills get it. Why not? It could be infinite. Yeah, it could but, be here. Why would yeah. I just have it? Who, who knows? Who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out. But as far as, yeah, I mean, it, it does seem really strong. Is it gravity squeeze that just hits everywhere? Or is it like, is there like a hitbox where it's like, don't be here? At that right. I hope it just, just everything freezes. It doesn't everywhere on screen. That's... That's I hope so. Apparently yeah, really I guess what you need fifty tension to activate it and then fifty tension to yeah. pop it as well. So you act to in order to do oh, it you I need a so. hundred. I don't know. That sounds like what Did Saint you? Cola's saying. I thought he could pop it whenever he wanted. I but. think once you activate it you can just do oh, it. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. So it yeah. is zero to pop it. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's already giving them ideas on ways to nerf it. No, no, nerf it. He looks so cool, dude. Axel yeah, looks so sick. What a cool character. <laughs> what like, if two axles activated at the same time? <laughs> like on the same frame? Yeah, Double dial handcuffs. handcuffs. It's like when mm. some zeros freeze each other. That's the same deal. Yeah. So, I mean, that's who I'm most looking forward to in this. I don't. Again, probably not a surprise. He's Dalsum with a full screen command grab, so why not? But yeah. uh, I do think that looks really cool as well. Very excited about that. Um, talk about Kai has. Um, he, has he does. He's he a does. dragon install. Yeah. What the? He does. <laughs> I've I've read tweets that have said, according to the lore, it makes sense. Yeah. That he has okay. this. Like it's not it's not like out of left field. But for me, it's out of left field because yeah. why would Guy have the dragon installed now? <laughs> I don't know. Does it change the background music? That's the question. Does Kai's dragon install change the background music? Does he get his own install music like Soul does? <laughs> That's the main question. <laughs> I, well, I didn't pay attention okay, to it. Okay, they said I it. I didn't notice. Wait, someone said it does, but most people said it does not. So there you go. Man. I have not watched any videos yet. I haven't had a chance yet. I haven't had a chance yet for for a number of reasons. But on Friday, I'm going to sit down and watch them all on stream. So I, I'm going to do it. So. As far as the other stuff that we saw, let's talk about maybe Giovanna. So this character is one of the new ones. And she's got that ghost dog or whatever. Mm -hmm. She looks... Just to look at her, her animations, I think, are super sick. Like, she looks so cool. Um, the way that she's animated is just beautiful. She's, like, so flowy, and the dog mm -hmm. is around her constantly. And I just think it looks awesome. She looks so boring <laughs> in the context of this game. Everybody else is doing all this wild stuff. And she's got this ghost dog, right? Like, But the ghost dog isn't, like something that she uses in most of her moves it seems uh, I'm not that I expect her to be a puppet character or anything but like maybe she has like a projectile where like the dog goes running out Go, or puppy. Like, whatever. like something, something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know but we didn't see any of that it could be that we just didn't see that because the player didn't do it maybe she has right it. yeah some Hard people in the know. chat some people in the chat were saying that you know 
looked like the Giovanna player, Giovanni player didn't really know what they were doing as much as their opponent. Yeah. And it sounds like they just got kind of beat up, right? So, yep, that's what I think as well. Okay. She um, wasn't doing that much. Again, beautiful animations, looks super sick. I'm just not, I mean, it's not for me. Maybe other people think that she's cool looking, maybe in terms of her gameplay, but I don't know. What did you think, Brock? Uh, super boring looking. I mean, she's gorgeous, <laughs> well animated, and yeah, 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 all that stuff. And Dang those it. dog is cool, but yeah, she's she looked really she exciting to me. Cool. No, <laughs> she, she still looks like a KOF character to me, like her design and everything. Right, right. She feels out of place almost. I guess yeah. I didn't see that any, or feel that way anymore. That was one how she I felt about it too when she was shown. Uh, first, just we saw like pictures of her, or, like screenshots of her, but. After having seen her in motion all that much, I feel that she looks like a Guilty Gear character in terms of animation. Like she looks like she fits in animation-wise. I'm just not interested in the gameplay. And the fact that she has this sick ghost dog and it's just like a scarf around her. Yeah, like, it's, it's not like a mink stuff. I don't know. I'm disappointed. It's like a mink. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's a mink coat. Yeah, she's just wearing yeah, it. It's a mink yeah, It's real. <sighs> Yeah, I, like I don't know. Not for opportunity, me. Opportunity, man. I feel like they could have done more, but whatever. I'm not gonna like every character. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm sure other people are into her. It's just not, not maybe for me. For sure. um, so look, we uh, don't know that much about her and Ram. I think in particular because those players didn't seem like they knew as much of what was going on as the others that we saw. But hey, we only have about a week and a half until yeah. we get to play this game. And it's and it looks like that they're going to be just uh unleashing more match footage as on us as time goes on maybe because i mean the yeah, two hopefully. the match footage that we've gotten the first one was from what was it like game well, game spot or like one of the the different uh, yeah last week or was game spot, yeah. game spot, yeah. and this time arcs has put up their own video right so i'm wondering if they're just letting different news organizations unleash stuff at you know times or something like that maybe we'll get hopefully. more but like you said we're so close to the beta already maybe it they've done enough to whet our appetites by now so i'm excited for it mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be stopping time in footsies it's gonna be so sad <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. throw it out randomly oh it's gonna be cool all right well i guess that's it for this topic you want to move on here sure yeah we're way that. past time I didn't even notice. You should have called it out, dude. No, we well, should have. You know, it's always me that calls it out. I feel yeah, like I'm the, out. Oh, No, 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 no. Actually, it got to zero seconds, and then I popped Axel Super. We're fine. <laughs> We're actually fine, okay? It's okay. Fair it's enough. okay. All right. All right, so. let's move on to the next one here. We got Street Fighter V's winter update coming soon. Yeah. In fact, in just a couple of days, this will be on Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time currently Tuesday, as you all know, on the Tuesday show. We know at least some stuff about it. They're going to be talking about Dan. They're going to be talking about Rose. They'll be talking about balance changes and new mechanics. Unknown, like, how detailed any of these things will be, mm -hmm. how long it will be, all this sort of stuff. But we also know that Steve Aoki's going to be in it somehow. He's going to be involved. And, I, yeah, yeah, that was my exactly my <laughs> response. When I saw that on my Twitter feed. When it popped up, I was just like, you know, did one of these. Like, okay, well... <laughs> Uh, we know that Woshige, the battle director, will be joining them. Nice. So it sounds to me like it's a big deal. Right. It sounds to me like it's a big production. Because I, they wouldn't get Steve Aoki to be on there if it was like 
his he was on there for 10 seconds out of a five minute video right like this is something that's gonna be more steve, steve aoki shows up yeah what the devs decided to do was to implement <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. what what are you yeah. doing <laughs> I, I would actually tune in for that for sure Aoki go through patch notes. That's a good stream. Dude, if he could make a mix of like the patch notes, you know, like standing strong will hit faster, you know. There you go. That's actually how Capcom patch notes usually read, so Yeah. So, look, we don't know, again, super much about it. We just know that they will be talking about these general categories. But it sounds to me like it's going to last for a while. It sounds to me like it's going to be detailed. It also could be the case that they are teasing that they're going to announce a new character. And that new character could be Eleven. Wait, where did you see that from? What? <laughs> what? I was just looking for a place. That's right, Eleven as a... 12 could be 12 11. wait so wait where, where did you get that from <laughs> oh this is again just speculation the street fighter account both in english and in japanese uh -huh. uh, has a tweet that was calling out specifically that this would be on february 11 not that is to say written out 11 not the one one but 11. and in a the little past, like emoji at the end of with, it as well yep, with the little like like little like this emoji looking looking eyes right mm, like <laughs> with 11 uh so maybe and this is also a character that they've shown off you know how they've done those like expanded universe characters i don't know what they call it exactly but they uh, the cards or whatever yeah right right uh and 11 was one of those 11 was one of those you mean 12 was one of those no, I mean 11 was. 11 was one. Yeah, they, there's a bunch of characters that have never been playable that have been on those cards. And 11. He looks like a hammerhead shark. Yeah, it, he looks a real stupid. Looking. Well, look, real I'll creepy. tell you this much. They actually managed to somehow turn Dalsum and Blanca into interesting characters. So I'll give it to them. Maybe they could actually make the pre-12 an interesting character because 12 was definitely, like, the worst Street Fighter character ever created in any fighting game, so... Oof. James, Blaze was better than Guilty Gear. <laughs> and 12 is the worst Street Fighter character... No! ...in the history Oof. of Street Fighter. There's a lot of real bad characters. And 12, <laughs> and 12 is clearly by far the worst. I will say that if the final character is named 11 and it's related to 12, that I hope it's just as bottom tier as 12 was, because holy shit, what a terrible idea. <laughs> How dare you? Why, why, no, nobody wants that. Nobody oh. wants that. Nobody. Who asked for that? I've actually Show me been... one poll where a, 11, the character was placed 11th place, place or higher. There isn't one. Okay. No the one only that. place that that happened is when someone put that poll by mistake on the Stranger Things subreddit. But outside of that, like, I don't think that this would ever... Yeah, you're right. Nobody has ever voted for this character. I voted for this character. I've specifically been on this program on the Tuesday show. I have said, 
12 is one of the characters that I'd like to see. But if it's not actually 12, I would just want to see a character who has those moves. I want to see a character who has air dash. I want to see a character who has <sighs> X needle. I want to see that kind of stuff, even if it's not actually 12. So 11, in fact, perfectly fits what I would be looking for here. Perfectly fits. I would be so excited. And in addition to that, maybe this would be the last character, right? So maybe kind of end of life development situation. They put in a character who just like morphs into the opponent, like a Shang Tsung kind of situation, right? <laughs> to save some kind of actually, money on the animation. <laughs> that's actually a really good point because by saving Eleven to the, as the last character, that would be a very, very efficient way, honestly, to announce that Street Fighter V is dead. <laughs> no. I got got pretty strong, pretty strong. Mm. Oh, man, yeah, I, I I hope that that's not what they do. You're hoping it's it not might be. It might be. It could happen. Well, when we all found out that it was Seth, we thought that was the stupidest thing in the world. That character is so stupid in Street Fighter Four. We hoped that they would never bring yeah, Seth. Yeah, and in what happened, Street Fighter Five players are still saying Seth is so stupid. Why did they bring this character back? <laughs> yeah. Okay, nothing has changed in that regard, David. Okay, fair enough. But for different reasons now. And when they when they announced when we like saw Seth when they released Seth. We all were like, this character's actually cool. You yeah. made Seth cool, and they did make Seth cool. Now, they also made Seth one of the best characters in the game, and kind of annoying <laughs> to play against, but... A little. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, still, just a cool character overall. So I would be very cool with Eleven. Anyway, this is, again, just all speculation. As far as other stuff goes, they are going to be talking about the balance changes and mechanics. Again, in what detail, we don't know, but we've briefly discussed this before but i guess we'll get into it more now we got a little bit of time yeah. uh, what do you think will be this new mechanic in street fighter 5 so i'll i just want to start by saying like i just don't think it's going to be anything crazy like i can't imagine them trying to throw this big of a loop this late in the game that can change the balance and everything like that so much I second critical art is like what a lot of people are talking about, but there's not much to showcase or talk about that way, right? But if it was actually going to be a real mechanic, I, I mean, like like a actual like game changing mechanic, I really do hope that there is some new kind of defensive mechanic. Like if there is some kind of defensive mechanic that allows people to, you know, uh, push block or something like that, you know, some sort of uh, new alpha counter that act or second V reversal for everybody and give everybody one that's actually fast and works on medium attacks, but like leaves you minus two, but at least kind of like at a distance or something like that. Something, you know, <laughs> custom compass. Oh God. <laughs> oh, oh God, God. please no. <laughs> What a terrible idea. Never yeah. again. I, I have already no, said, I have already officially said on Twitter, if it's the option to turn off back roll or quick rise from the joystick, I would be happy because I'm so sick of doing quick rise and back roll from the joystick. <laughs> I actually, now that I think about it, I actually don't know how to do quick roll and back rise. I just do it every time. I, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think right now, like, what's the command for that? <laughs> So there's two inputs, punches, all two punches for quick rise or down 
or two kicks or back for back roll. My problem is, is that I have this habit of always hitting down back in the air right before my opponent hits the ground. So a lot of times I'll be playing matches and I intend not to do either of them. And then my character gets up and I'm like, what? And I die. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a second. Because I'm just always hitting down back to, 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 to block when I hit the ground. So what, What's the command again? What did you say? It's either back or uh, two kicks for back roll or down and two punches for uh, quick rise. That's wild. Even as you say it, I have no memory of this place. I'm like Gandalf walking into the Mines of Moria. <laughs> no memory of this. But, but if you put me in that situation where I'm playing Street Fighter V and I get knocked down, I will absolutely do it right away. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, the brain's weird. So, okay. What do you think, Tubbo? Uh, I still hope that it's a forward roll on Wake Up. I really hope that's what they add. So I want more role options to piss off James, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it can make a big difference in the way Oki works in the game. It would. So I, I would, I would, I, like, one of the things I don't like about the game is getting, you know, rounds stolen from me. Like, I love stealing rounds, but I don't want to get rounds stolen from me. So give me another defensive option to get out of those situations, please. You got to give I'll and you got to take, man. Come on. Yeah. Gotta be on both sides. Gotta be cool with it. Well, well, late, lately I've given up Street Fighter V again. No so. way. You love that. I game. haven't played it since December. You love it. I've been busy like, too. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like a forward roll, while you know, obviously would be a nice new mechanic, would change a lot. You remember how much it affected Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right? Like yeah. people had to come up with in Samurai Showdown. You know, the fact that you can back roll, neutral, get up, or forward roll with three different timings, Grant. I mean, with the same timing, granted, which is what makes it a little bit trickier. Uh, but it makes it so that it's very hard to okay. So it really depends on how far they roll. Like, I'd be okay if the forward roll was throwable. Like, if that was a weakness so that if you called it out, you could just throw them uh, or something mm -hmm. like that. Because then that would also buff grapplers. But, well, well you then you're still, you're still just eating meaty throw. Like, I, I, want, I want a way out, man. I, I want to mix up the Oki. Like I, I don't want it to be the way it right. is. That's, that that's what that's, I, that's what I, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't think that's what it's going to be. Okay. I think okay. it's just going to be critical art again. Yeah. Like, okay. Whatever. I mean, like, like I said, I, I, I absolutely think they're going to take the easy way out. But I hope <laughs> they hit me with the red focus, and because I didn't believe that was even real when it got <laughs> when it got leaked. I was like, that sounds so ridiculous. It's not real. I'm hoping for something like that. Right. Okay, but, but I, I'm not right. expecting that. But you were right that it was ridiculous and it shouldn't have been real. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but, but that's why I was like, "This, no way! It's, it's going to change the game too much." And then yeah. it was real, so it did. I mean, like I said, for me, I would just like to have some sort of alpha counter option off of um, that uses super meter instead of uh, the V reversal gauge. And like I said, I've thought about this very carefully. The way I implemented it was I would actually make it a throw that does zero damage. And it's like a samurai showdown throw where you just push the guy. And then you're minus one or minus two, but you push them at a decent range. It grabs right away. So that way it doesn't work on jump attacks or airborne attacks. 
And the reason why it's it's like a pseudo push block, but the reason why you don't want push block because you don't want Karen to do Gorenken and you push the second one and then the slide whiffs and then you put it Punisher. Okay. And like, you don't want to add that to the game. And so by making it instantly kind of like a fixed animation, push you away kind of thing, I think would be kind of neat. That's my dream. If I had the ability to add a new defensive mechanic, that's what I would put in the game. So uh, okay. whether it's going to be that uh, or not is absolutely 100% never. <laughs> It okay, will not I think be you're that. probably right. Yeah. yeah. My my take, I think both what I want and what I think is pretty a reasonable, pretty much a reasonable expectation, is V Reversal Two. So mm -hmm. you get to pick it on character select screen, and the way that V Reversals work now, there are basically three types, right? There's the yeah. slower type that hits, then knocks down. There's the faster type that hits and doesn't knock down. And then there's the escape type, the like roll away or mm -hmm. the fang crab walk to the other side or whatever. So I want every character to have one more of those. So hmm. for example, Vega should have one that also hits, right? Whether it's yeah. the fast one or the slow one, that's their choice. I don't know, whatever they end up doing on that. And then Zangief should have one that also knocks down or that he can roll away from, right? whatever. Right. One other choice that you could use in different matchups defensively or some characters use universal offensively in some situations too. I think that could be really cool. I think that could be a good way to, you know, in certain matchup specific mm -hmm. uh, situations, get out of spots. It'd be really nice if I were playing against Cami if I had a fast universal. Right. Okay? Like that would be really handy. Um, what so if I would they... pick. I'd pick that versus her, but versus other characters, maybe I want the knockdown or maybe I want the roll. What if they decided to put both of them in at the same time? Because obviously, except for Vega, everyone's only got one V reversal. And it wouldn't be hard to change Vegas to like hold the buttons to make him flip twice. You know what I mean? And then make it so that you have that variety, that choice. So if that way, you know, if you block a medium, you know to do the fast one instead of the slow one. But if you block a heavy one, like if you block scissor kick, I'll do the one that knocks down. But then if I block his standing medium punch, I could do the quick one, you know, kind of thing like that. Yeah, I think that could be cool too. Okay. Well, I think that's a reasonable expectation. So that's what I'm, I'm not coming into this expecting it, but like... I think that's not unreal. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. All right. Well, as far as the game mechanic, there's a, there's some thoughts. Talk to me about balance changes. All right. What do you want to see? Just briefly, <laughs> right? What are some of the small? Yeah, this sounds like a long list coming out of here. Right? You got a lot to say. No, actually, I only got like ten, one second. Same thing. Pl buff yeah. Lucia, please, dude. Oh my god. Ugh. Dude, these middle upper tier players. I need, players, I need Tubo to play Lucia. I need him to play Lucia. And then he could just be like, why does nothing work? Why is everything whiffing all the goddamn time? <laughs> That's all I want to see. Would, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play a character like that because if I yeah. felt that way, I would bail. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll tell you. Like, this is stupid. I'm look, out. I'll tell you this right now. When the patch notes come out and they buff her V skill too, so that it goes from being completely worthless to mostly pretty much worthless and do nothing else to her, I am definitely changing characters. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> I expect maybe a couple of buffs here and there for her. I wouldn't expect a lot, to yeah. be honest. 
I, I think, I mean, we've already seen what it seems like a nerf for Akuma in the sense that he has a, cro a combo that no longer mm -hmm. lands on the other side. Right. But yeah. maybe there's another thing in there. Seth probably has a couple of things. I imagine there's not a ton. I hope there's not a ton on that front. I just don't feel like that many characters need nerfs. But it'd be nice to see other characters get buffs. At this point, I don't expect them to do the nice thing for Fang and make Stan Roundhouse plus two or more. Like, you know, there's things that people have been calling for since the beginning that they just have never done and probably won't do at this point. Mm -hmm. But for me, as far as Honda goes, I think Honda's in a really good spot. Yeah. I don't think he needs buffs or nerfs. I would like it if the window for hands were bigger, just quality of life stuff like that. Right. Nothing that's a significant change, but that just makes it easier to input like light kick into hands or mm. that makes it so that I can do three punch buttons in hide them in the dash, then walk forward and then the fourth punch button and then I get hands in a kind of a weird situation. Mm, okay. That kind of stuff would be cool that you can do in other games that you can't do in this one. Like just, just honestly, like not a lot. Talk to me about this. There's one nerf that I would like to see Honda get. Honestly, like this is not even trolling. This is genuine here. Is that on whiff, the butt drop doesn't bounce or doesn't auto correct at least. So if you make it under it, he bounces back towards you <laughs> at least. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter to me. Because it's like one of the yeah. hardest things to whiff punish. That move is impossible to whiff punish because you're so scared it's going to land on you. And then when it misses, it bounces all the way away and you can't hit it anymore. Like, that is... Well, maybe you can't hit it anymore with Lucy. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Wait, that's fair, that's fair. Definitely hit him. She's got, she's got her big fierce, it's like... Eh. Yeah, that's actually fair. I mean, I have a video recorded now of Akuma hitting me with standing medium punch. And, uh, which is plus one on block and bufferable. And yep. Lucia's standing medium kick, crouching medium kick, and standing heavy punch are all whiffing at that exact same range. So. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Sounds like you play a new character. Yeah. As far as that nerf goes, <laughs> I guess it just doesn't matter. If they come out with that and that's the nerf, I just wouldn't care. Right. It's honestly not important to me. I would love it. Okay. <sighs> well, I just almost never do regular butt slam, so no. Yeah. yeah. EX all day. EX all day. I mean, even right. on the EX, make it so it doesn't bounce, right? So either one. But it always connects. Like, I never do EX in a way that doesn't Right, yeah, yeah, You're not just yeah. throwing it out there randomly. Not, not that big of a deal. I really think he's in a good spot. And I think most characters are like that. Yeah, like some buffs to Nash and some buffs to Alex and some buffs to Ryu. And I feel Gil is underpowered and... There's a handful of characters like that. Yeah, sure, Lucia, a few. I, I want them basically balanced around, like, where, I don't know, maybe Rashid is. Like, I feel Rashid mm -hmm. is bottom of top five or, you know, somewhere in top ten, certainly. That kind of character who's who's good. Very strong character. Cammy Chun-Li. Cammy Chun-Li, yeah, Karen. Chun that same kind of, yeah, yeah. exactly, that same kind of area. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great spot to bounce. So, like, a slight nerf here and there for Akuma and Seth and whoever else you think is the, one yeah. of the best. And then... A little bit of a buff for a few other characters here and there. Really not anything major. That's my view. Mm. As far as Dan and Rose, I don't know what to say, right? There's just not that much info. We know <laughs> we've seen some of Dan's normals. We haven't seen it all put together yet. I assume the big part of the stream will be them explaining how that stuff works. I hope Rose has a command backdash that's invincible. <laughs> That would actually be sick. I'd be on that board would be, that. I, I want that. And they should just name it Luffy. <laughs> that would be a sick idea. <laughs> they should 
just name it Luffy. <laughs> Nobody else gets that, but she specifically, I'm I'm on board. I think that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, I, I wanted to get that. Maybe just, you know, like her V-skill. But it's sure. punishable, like, by... Her V-skill is the invincible backdash. That would be sick. Oh, oh my that God. Would be cool. I would sick. laugh so much. I mean, that to me is like... Like what I said about Seth, like he should steal powers like Rogue, and then they did it. Like I would totally. Yeah. Oh my god, I would love. I guess that. my fight's right that Claw kind of does have that in V skill too. Claw does That's a good that, point. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I guess it's true, but it's not. It, it's like, not you know, with Rose. It's like the you know. It's not one frame yeah. invincible though. Roses would have to be first frame invincibles. Yeah, <laughs> it has to work on wake up. Hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're past time. Sorry, yeah, Leave I just I was paying attention to other stuff. Okay. Um, more SNK news. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. More oh. Snook news. We uh, got some announcements for KOF 15. Iori Yagami is coming to KOF 15. Did you guys expect that one? Did you call that one? Huh? No way. Huh? Yori? No way. Did you call yeah. that one happening? But what's what's mostly That's interesting true. about putting Iori there is that it gives no information on anybody else, which is the trickiest part. Because like a lot of people are like, well, that just means Vice and Mature are coming back. But Yori's been on a lot of different teams. Like the next character could be Kyo all of a sudden. And then finally Chizuru and uh, Kyo and Iori can officially be on a team together or something like that. And uh, there's there's a lot of different uh, options coming off of Iori. And I thought he looked really cool, dude. I thought he looked super sick. I gotta say, I think that super looks actually super cool. Like the way that he's posing as he's there and he like is laughing maniacally as Yori does. And it, there's a lot of personality in that super. And I think it that to me, I'm happy about. How he's kind of like talking smack to you while he's holding your face in the floor. Yeah, he's, he's, like, like, he's holding your head down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. I, I liked his taunt. I mean, it's the same taunt that he's. Yeah, but it's, it was good. <laughs> It's good. good, it's good. Yeah, I think he looks it's cool. I definitely think he looks cool. The Sacred Treasures team was an official canon team in 97? Okay, that's that's my bad then. So if they were officially a team in 97. Okay. Yori. Yeah, I mean, he's a character that's going to be in the game. This is how I feel. <laughs> You're not into no. it, huh? Dude, I, I, the more... I, I don't want to, like, shit on people's parade about the game. Like, I know there's a lot of people excited for it, but... The more I see of it, the less I am excited for it, and that huh. sucks. Like, usually it's the other way around. The more I see a fighting game, I'm like, oh, this might be cool. But I just, like, mm. I don't know, man. The first few trailers kind of ruined all hype I had, and the trailers aren't getting any better. So, I don't know. Maybe, you know, in, like, a month, they'll have a update and be like, hey, here's all the cool things in the game, and yeah. maybe I'll be excited for it again. But as of right now, it's like, okay, give me past all these weird trailers and give yeah. me some information i mean i feel like you're carrying over your pain from samurai showdown <laughs> oh yeah absolutely. Into <laughs> that is like absolutely that, there's a, a lot that of you love you love the there's game. a lot of resentment there david yeah, they would have to okay. blow me away with kof 15 to maybe be like all right maybe snk is doing the right <laughs> stuff here. but you like the game sam show or 15 yeah, sam show i really 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 love the sam show yeah I, I hear the past tense in your voice. I loved that game until they let us all down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I, I had to let go. I had to let go. I can't support it. 
Yeah. Honestly, the biggest concern for me is always just going to be net code. What's the net code? What's the net code? Yeah, and so, still nothing on that. Still nothing on I'm, that. I'm so, like, you know, like, that's how I feel right now. I'm not sure if there's more that, like, I don't want to get myself excited because I don't want to sit here and watch these trailers because, like, I think the, the game looks cool so far. I actually like the way it looks. I like the cel-shaded look and everything like that. And uh, I, I prefer that because it has a style to it. But if it, if I get all hyped for it and then they'll be like, here's your delay-based netcode, then I'll just be like... <sighs> Then I well, don't even know you what know to do. what game does not have just delay based netcode mm -hmm. is KOF 2K2 UM, yeah. which <laughs> has rollback netcode and is out digitally for fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's it's been out on Steam, right? This is just the yeah, the, yeah. the PlayStation Four release PS4. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, the console release. And, you and know, there's going to be a, there's gonna be a okay. physical collector's edition coming in springtime. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, How I, I mean, embarrassing would it be for SNK to release 2002 UM again with rollback and 15 doesn't have it? Dude, that first trailer that they came out with and they were like, in the meantime, enjoy the rollback-based netcode on KOF 2002 UM to, you know, to satiate you until KOF 15. Like... They had that line in their trailer, and that line alone makes me believe that there's going to be rollback in KOF 15, because you cannot put that line in your trailer and then come out oh, with rollback that go, but at the same time, maybe you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> My sweet young exactly. Game exactly. Let me tell you. That's exactly what they could do. <laughs> Uh, Bummer. Well, there's other SNK news. SNK versus Capcom Match of the Millennium is going to come out for the Nintendo Switch on the eShop February 17th. But that's the Neo Geo Pocket version, right? The the the, yeah, the little the chibi fighter. Yeah, it came out on Neo Geo Pocket Color in 1999. Yeah. This is it's not cool. even the I mean, I played it. This is not the card game one, right? This is the, actually the fighting game, chibi chibi fighting game character SNK yeah. versus Capcom, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That game's fun. I haven't played it in forever, but I remember enjoying it. Okay. Anyway, that's coming out on the Switch on the 17th of Feb. I'll probably have to pick that's that up it. then. I'll pick that up then. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get it. Cool. All right, that's okay. all I got for this. Okay. All right, then all right, cool. uh, what we can do is we can take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we will have uh, Mr. Maximilian, of course, of Mr. Maximilian, dude. Uh, on the stream just to talk about Twitch Rivals, all that stuff, and, you know, a lot about, uh, about fatherhood now. <laughs> right. We're going to get deep with Max. Exactly. So, uh, sure, some people will be excited for him to come on the show. You know, he's, he's, he's fairly popular, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But be right back, guys, and uh, stay tuned. Hey yo, what's up guys? What's going on, Max? Thanks hey, for yo. coming on, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Ooh. You can hear the nice chill music here. I'm gonna try to make sure I don't get any echo. Uh, if you guys can hear your voices, let me know. I'm doing my best not to put on headphones. Oh, it's no, all good, man. No, 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 no
about to ask you how you're doing, but we'll save that for the stream. Yeah, no talking until the stream, all right? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And just so you know, the audio is unmuted right now, so people can hear us, so that's the way it works. So if you want to say hi to people before officially jumping on, you're a bait. You 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 are absolutely welcome to Max. Okay, yeah. So they didn't hear all that really terrible stuff I had to say about their mothers. Yeah, exactly. They they already oh, they... each of them individually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know them all personally. It's weird. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was some vile stuff you said, Max. I've just I've Sorry. never never heard that kind of language from you at all. I just felt so emotional about it. <laughs> oh man. Everybody says they forgive you, Max. <laughs> like one person's like, we're used to it. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, man. Shout out to my wife who um, actually did my hair before the show. She did a whole set of curlers and a whole bunch of business. And I kind of thought it was going to be more obvious on stream, but kind of not. And then nothing. <laughs> it's kind of not that obvious, actually. David, are you upset that no one noticed your new hair? I'm a little upset. <laughs> you didn't notice my hair. Um, How dare all of you? Yeah. I'll get that like a week later after getting a haircut and someone's like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you, usually when I get a haircut, it'll take my wife a week to notice. She'll be like, hey, did you, what happened to your hair? <laughs> like a week later. How long uh, have you got a haircut since November of the year 2019. Does does JJ cut your hair, or do do you usually go out to get haircuts, Max? Uh, we we know our 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 hairdresser. We've like we've known uh, her for like five six years. Okay, so, okay. yeah, we actually like hired her to come over during the holidays because she has been so <laughs> completely jacked up oh, because of all this COVID stuff, losing a lot of you know clientele and things like that. So That's we were so super awesome. careful and cautious. And um, okay. I finally got a haircut after like a year. My hair was like nice. almost past like my shoulders to the middle of my friggin' back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. Get this thing off my head. Could have almost uh, cosplayed as a, as a, God, why can't I, Lin Kurosawa, dude. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right, let's come back on. Oh, you, you, we're good? We're good? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. I'm James Chen, joined by Ultra David, Mr. Tubaware. We have a new, we have the interview segment coming up, and we have uh, Mr. Maximilian here. I'm sure everybody has heard of him. Everybody knows who he is, but just in case you don't, Let's have him tell us. Ah, there you go. Ah, there you go. Oh, God, hi. Hello. <laughs> Who are you? I'm sitting here in a corner. Hi. Oh, wait. Now I hear an echo. Interesting. Oh, is it, is it really bad? Let me know. I can fix it really quick. Do you guys not hear anything? Or is it just I don't, me? I don't hear anything. I'm good. People at home are saying they're hearing an echo. What I oh, could say so. okay. James, did you unmute your background stream on some on accident? No, it was Big ass echo? It would be a lot later if it was, so... Uh, Everyone is echoing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's strange. Everyone has acquired the voice of God. Well, maybe we can just do it this way, because then it would be like the... Uh, the oh, dang, I am echoing. That is weird. Hang on a second. Um, oh, wait, I know. Are you on... Did you mute your OBS Ninja, Max? 
I'm checking it right now. And it, yeah, it defaulted back to my microphone. Ah. Uh, let me know, chat, if that fixed it. That fixed it. That fixed it. Did that fix it? Yes. Check, check. Yes. Professional check Maximilian that. has found the problem. Actually, James found it. Fixed it? Okay. I James again. I know. It, it, the OBS was like, this thing was like, it defaulted back to some reason to my webcam, and that was literally picking up everything. It sounded terrible <laughs> to this little teeny webcam. <laughs> Sorry, chat. All right, we're good. Mr. Maximilian, let everybody know uh, what you've been doing for fighting games and stuff recently. Uh, hi, hi, hello. Um, so, uh, I think the thing we really wanted to talk about today, uh, was the fact that I've been working with Twitch, uh, a little bit more officially yeah. over the past six-ish. Technically, this goes back to like eight or nine months when we were in the, the conceptual phases of working with Twitch Rivals and, uh, producing some more fighting game stuff. Because Twitch Rivals has al already, you know, done a lot of fighting game presence stuff, but they did it in the same way that you kind of see, um like battle royale games throw a bunch of people into ranked whoever gets the most wins you know mm -hmm. and they would they would do things like that and i and i definitely had a different idea of what kind of show i would want to do if it came to if it came to twitch rivals so that's kind of where you know the twitch crew came in and they're like hey we want to give you access to the rivals crew um what would you want to do for a tournament and i had like no <laughs> idea so i pretty much sat on it for a long time and that's that's the thing that sort of started the story of Twitch Rivals and kind of where we're at right now. Okay. So are they the ones who reached out to you about that? Well, yeah. So the idea is initially uh, Twitch wanted to do, uh, just give me access to tournament stuff. They're like, hey, if you could do a tournament, what would you want? Um, and this is like Rick and other, you know, Twitch guys that actually work there. And I had no idea what I wanted to do because at the time um, my wife was still pregnant and we had some ideas of what would be fun, but nothing was immediately screaming to me that I would want to like put my name, my branding, like everything on like a tournament and just go for like, a, whether it's something like modern, like a Tekken 11, or, I'm sorry, Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat 11, <laughs> Smash Brothers, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do a tournament for any of these games like right now, like, cause they're big and modern and that's obviously what, you know, big esports initiatives want. So I kind of sat on it. Um, that changed when the Parsec scene really, mm. I mean, and it's already been thriving for a long time, when Parsec really started thriving for Marvel. And then I tried it myself in the first um, month I was home. I was like on break from stream and I was just watching Parsec Marvel for a month. <laughs> and I tried it myself and I was like, yo, okay. In September, I'm like, this is sick. And that's where I initially got the inspiration to sort of like, what kind of show could we put on? I mean, when, that... it, when it comes to having Parsec on that, right? I'm curious if you have any insight or whether you had to deal with this at all. How is it that <laughs> Capcom agreed to allow this game to be on yeah, Parsec? seriously. How did Even, that happen? I'm so glad you asked that as someone that is like a copyright lawyer. <laughs> and someone that knows like, okay, that is a logistical absolute nightmare. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I mean, it's not even just Capcom; I, I it's Marvel too, right? So yeah, no, it's it's this is this is this is not just dealing with one end. And I have a funny history of dealing with both Capcom and Marvel in terms of official products. Um, but I'm also super fortunate that I still have a lot of the contacts and people that I know um, that are just friends that I've spoken to over the years that work at Marvel, uh, mm. that work at Capcom. And I was like, you know what? 
I, I think if if we get a good enough focus and we're like, this is the kind of show we'd want to produce. I want to bring back, you know, assist me type stuff. I want to we want to make it this big celebratory event of this mm -hmm. game that's actually possible to hold a tournament in the current setting we're at. Not using the heart, not using the core games, you know, uh, infrastructure, which clearly right. sucks. And I think they're already kind of aware of that. <laughs> yeah. And then pitching that, being like, so if we did it this way, how is this okay? And I, I I was very lucky to get a hold of the right people to get them a hold of Twitch because these are not things that are just like, oh, Max wants to do a tournament. Twitch Rivals is going to help out. No, no, Twitch Rivals is um, technically conducting and facilitating this. It's like I'm the director and mm -hmm. they're the facilitators. But since it's an official Twitch product, technically, we have to get signs, we have to get approvals. Mm -hmm. And this is why, like I was saying, this was in the oven um, probably three to four months before this even happened so the approval process getting all that stuff worked out figuring out how the brackets are going to run figuring out how do we get matches on stream like just going and I'm, me telling the twitch rivals crew, yo get a hold of uh the, the the tampa never sleeps crew get a hold of tong get a hold of kevin ha figure out what they do because they are already doing this right and they do it they're like few few man crews so take their advice first and foremost and if we can communicate that to marvel and capcom then we're going to be okay but yeah, like, uh, I don't know many of the situations where we would have gotten approval from Marvel or Capcom um, if I didn't have those contacts to, to actually make this a possibility. Do you have any sense about how they felt, how it went? Uh, yes, I think they were super happy. Um, and, that's, and, and that's a good thing because that's what I wanted, right? You'll, you'll notice there's already a theme right? This, this game lives or something like that. There's already a theme that I like playing older mm. fighting games that I think have a, uh, a, a deep passion fan base, something that mm. I'm also personally connected to. Uh, these games that I already love, if not have a deep uh, association with its community or its history. And I'm very comfortable in that situation of knowing like, okay, I know if we put on a show and we embellish moments like this, uh, if we get these players and get them in the perfect place, perfect time, it's all going to be this cohesive sort of, damn, this game is sick, right? Because that's the whole reason why Ultimate Marvel 3 is great, because damn, this game is sick. To have that echoed throughout the whole thing about how dope it was, you know, 10 plus, almost 10 years ago now, and how incredible it is, even still to this day. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're, you're trying to, to make them happy. What do you know about Marvel 4, Max? What are you, what are you hiding from us right now? Dude. <laughs> So who are uh, you appealing I, to? I absolutely got I got the heads up on Marvel Four. Okay, um, this okay. wouldn't come from the devs officially, but I I, I heard from uh, some space wizard that Marvel <laughs> Four has a really solid chance of happening now, and that chance is about one in fourteen million six hundred and five. <laughs> oh, all right, there. that no, sounds about right. There's We're a chance. Sounds <laughs> about right. I mean, We're that's there. A see, yeah. that's like the difference between buying one lotto ticket and. Two lotto tickets. We're that much one bigger step closer. Like, I mean, you can go out and get struck by lightning or get a Marvel four, and that, those are pretty good chances, in my opinion. First of all, you have a you have a higher chance of getting hit by lightning, Max, for sure. I know. I actually, maybe maybe you actually do. Yeah, that's actually yeah, like, like no right. question. More people in here <laughs> yeah. hit by lightning in Marvel games. Zoop, yeah. zoop. <laughs> You're gonna get in, zooped in, in, in real in, uh, life. <laughs> In a, in a realistic scenario, and I called this like a couple years ago, um, I, I think the only way you bring back Marvel versus Capcom, um, personally, 
is you have to remind people of what made Marvel versus Capcom so great, which is already what I'm personally trying to do, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, if I have a big community of people that love the shit out of fighting games, I'm going to do my best to get a lot of them together in one spot and really show this shit off that people love this yeah. stuff, man. And it's it, it should come back in some way. It, this is this is my efforts to at least show Capcom and Marvel that yeah this is this is awesome right, mm -hmm. um, but in in ways, if Marvel was to come back in some way, I think you have to bring back Marvel too. Um, you have to remind people of what they loved about Marvel versus mm -hmm. Capcom because the last iteration clearly didn't make everybody happy. So, bring back the thing that everyone loves. You know, answer uh, answer Killmonger's request. <laughs> for Marvel 2 to come back in some way on <laughs> PS5 or something, right? Actually do the thing that everybody wants, just bring this game back in some way and hopefully it's represented well. I mean, um because that'll that that's the way Marvel 3 happened, which is funny. Marvel 2 came out first and then Marvel 3 was soon after. Now, do you feel like, you know, if Marvel 2 came back, should it be, you know, upscaled should it be balanced rebalanced or do you think it should just be exactly as it is because it's tough to touch these old games in and and tweak them even with the best of intentions right right um i mean i think i think that's sort of a pipe dream that we get like an ultra street fighter 2 marvel 2 representation that would be incredible but the idea is that you'd always have the original game playable in some fashion right uh that's like a super ideal situation that I don't think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 and what worries me is that I, I kind of am worried that if Marvel 2 came back in some way, it would be in a compilation of some kind. And it would essentially be handled by the exact same team that did Street Fighter 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, and that's worrying for, it's exciting and worrying for different reasons. It's exciting because that would be a great package, right? That's a ton of games that are mm -hmm. sick, that are all in one place that might, play online in some way maybe not all the ones that you want to play online it would have a bunch of collectible stuff and unlockables right that would be dope however for anyone that's anyone that played <laughs> a lot of those classic street fighter games from the anniversary collection it's pretty clear the anniversary collection is much more of a uh you get a lot of quantity here but there's not a lot of great individual quality per game in fact mm -hmm. most of these games have been released in much better fashions over the years individually back on going back to ps2 psp third strike online like yeah. All these things. So most of those versions of those games now, when it comes to thir Third Strike, I'm sorry, SF 30th anniversary is not the best way to technically play mm -hmm. them. And yeah. it's mostly like a dead game, a dead thing online now. Right. So I, I really, I'm like worried that they'll just get um, Digital Eclipse to just throw them all these ROMs just on <laughs> like a package and just throw it out like that. I think it would be cool because it would bring awareness and you know, it's great to have all those things accessed at one place, but of course, it would be really great if we got um, a Backbone Entertainment Marvel 2 re-release in the same way code that the Mystics. 2009 code version Mystics. was. <laughs> Let's get Code Mystics to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree, man. Everything they've touched has done a very has had pretty damn good results lately. Yeah. It would be tough to imagine characters like Marrow coming back. Like, there's a bunch of characters in Marvel 2 that just like haven't been as relevant in terms of what Marvel's making its money on nowadays. And there are other characters that are very relevant to what Marvel's making its money on nowadays that are not in in Marvel 2. But it'd be sick. I mean, obviously, I'm on board for that. Yeah, this just seems like it's the best way to, if you want to bring back Marvel in some way, 
if I was like thinking Capcom brain and marketing brain, you have to remind people what made everybody love this series so much. And Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is highly regarded by many, especially casual players, right? Just people that just love hitting mm -hmm. yeah. buttons. Yeah, they yeah, say it's yeah. like, this is the greatest fighting game of all time, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have freaking Killmonger talking about it, right? It's like <laughs> it's pretty, dude, it's, it's pretty painfully clear that a lot of people want this, and we haven't been able to buy it for like right. six years now. It's just been gone. Yeah. So now, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Marvel, or can I move on to, of course, uh, Killer Instinct, which you also did a lot of work on here? Yeah, okay. yeah, we can, we can, we can talk about Ki. The the whole thing with Marvel was like just coordinating a live action show that happens during yeah. i was so stressed out man i i got the old assist me like like neck stress kicking in again doing that <laughs> it's like damn okay yeah Definitely that's true like fatherhood and this at the same time this is <laughs> right yeah you're busy man wearing me thin yeah yeah before we move on to that i just want to talk about how cool it was with that because i mean obviously most people in the fighting game community have watched a lot of assist me and you know all of the you know dr doom wesker everybody is so you know, like well known and loved and what was it like getting the gang back together to do that i mean it, it had to have felt like just yeah it was uh it was bizarre and like when when i was writing the gags to figure out what the jokes were being i i, I really wanted to go back to what the heart of like the assist me series is which is just, just to get these comic books slash video game characters talking shit to each other right like i realized when i watched the mcu i don't really like the fight scenes anymore I just like it when Cable and Deadpool talk shit to each other or when Captain America and Bucky have to say stuff about their history. Like those are the things I actually like way more mm -hmm. than them just throwing shit, you know? So that was the big motivator for Assist Me at the start. And when I realized I was writing these gags for these characters to bring them back 10 years later, I'm like, I'm going to do the exact same thing, but I'm essentially going to um, retell the first episode of Assist Me. Dr. Doom shows up, does the same exact stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, Wesker shows up, does the exact same stuff that he did back in 2011. X-23 is right after, like, I just want to do the same thing, but tell it in a 2020 fashion sense, <laughs> uh, where the game's at right now. Right. So that was the big goal, um, to also include characters like Kenny and Steve who have been in Assist Me and stuff like right. that. Just a lot of familiarity all to come back, because I I think nostalgia is a powerful weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Tool, and and util but utilizing it well is is kind of hard right. and making sure it's something that appeases new fans and old fans alike is uh this clever balancing act and i just hope people really felt like i just wanted that tournament to feel like you were watching marvel back in 2012 2014 right. you know feel like we're just back there and uh, <laughs> watching things on stream or something like that and you know the old heads going at it yeah it was awesome man we were all going uh we were all raving about it at the time we all really enjoyed watching yeah, it was, but some of us got to compete in that one, baby. Yep, you did yeah. get to compete in it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, talk to me. I know obviously there was one sad part, right? Because Matt Matthew, like, he didn't get to come back, right? I mean, he didn't show up with the rest of the gang and everything. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. He's uh, conveniently absent at, at yeah. all times when certain characters are present, and I, I love that we got to make a gag about that uh, <laughs> halfway through, and we get to make fun of all the stuff that he loves. I personally there's there's a lot of in-stream humor in there but at the same time i'm like yo this is on my channel this is the, everything of this event 
from the very beginning, uh, the, the Twitch crew has been, we're very like, okay, so who do you want to invite? Who do we get to do this? And I'm like, well, let's, let's go, let's go actually to the people that have been running tournaments already. And I really want to focus on the newer players. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really want to bring back the things that people are familiar with on my channel, which everyone still talks about assist me to this day. So once again, just a collection of all the things that I think made Marvel great back then and just try to bring it here now. Nice. Man, but I don't think I don't think every character who was on Assist Me was actually in this most recent set of shows. Was was there was anybody missing? Was there anybody who didn't make it back in? Uh, no, I, I uh, Phoenix Wright was uh, only in the tournament <laughs> for so much, so we didn't think we we made an executive board decision that man, you know what? Not enough people play PW at the highest level, so Ooh. let's just let's just execute this character from Ooh. the roster. Oh. That was uh that Capcom already did it, didn't they? Bezos. So what what about the ninja scientist, dude? What about the <laughs> Oh uh, he died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Everyone was asking where's where's JC Hensor? And I'm like, he's on his way back to his home yeah. planet, didn't they? <laughs> I like you. I, I, I realized I, I didn't even put this together that that at least half of the people that are on this interview right now are actually in assist me lore in some way. <laughs> like, I didn't right. even, it's been so long that I'm like, yeah, actually, you know, Ultra David was totally yeah, PW. I, 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 I can, I can and, do and this. You know what? Ben was our Doctor Doom ninja scientist. Wow. Phoenix, Phoenix Wright died on his way on his way back to the home planet, right? So I can oh, just no. do the. Ooh, here we go. Now, there we go. Oh, no. Oh, man. Okay. That's as far as it lets me scroll it on Okay. Well, I'm still here, it turns out. Okay. Yeah. It's, he's still there. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I went, I went back and, and looked at uh, the Assist Me episode that I was in uh, just to see what it was like. <laughs> man. I remember being a bad actor, but I don't think I remember as bad as it actually was. David, all oh I can say God. in all of our defense is that we were trying very hard. <laughs> we were trying. I was trying. Hard. <laughs> we really were. Yeah, it's true. That makes it worse. You realize that <laughs> we were doing our best. That makes it so much worse. You should be like, you know, we were just we were just messing around. Who cares? No, no, no. no. We definitely were. We were yeah. working our asses off to right. to make that. To make that thing work out and to have all of us feel like we were characters in a thing i yeah. to, to even tell you that we had to shoot ultra david on a crazy green screen in in our friend's house in the middle of the valley because it had more space than what i had down in like santa monica where we were filming and it was just like how do we even light the green screen? We don't even know. I had to like manually cut out Ultra David's silhouette so many times. Oh no! So oh. yeah, definitely a lot of struggle. Yeah, we we did twenty takes of me trying to do a good objection, and that was the best one. <laughs> objection! 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 <laughs> like it was anyway. Takes. So what what was it? Like filming this time, obviously quite different. We were in the pandemic already. Um, yeah. Did that, I imagine, had a big impact on how you guys actually Yeah, did it. we, um, I, I, naturally, I, I, when, when, as the show went further on, um, it got a bit complicated in season two, which led to some issues. Uh, and uh, the big thing I wanted to focus on on any Assist Me stuff like going forward um, is that I want to keep it as tight-knit as possible, so as few people. So the, the nice part is that that already lent itself very well to... Um, 
the the newer uh, assist me that we shot. Mm -hmm. So we, we were at a pretty lucky time in COVID where the cases were quite down, especially in California, compared to where they eventually got yeah. after the holidays. <laughs> and um, but we had it very tight knit. So essentially, only actors, uh, everyone separated. Crazy thing is that Twitch sent me um, this like TwitchCon home away from home. Uh, I, I guess it was like a mobile green room. It was like a giant trailer that they, that they that they literally left at my house. And this was just con super convenient, right? They're like, hey, if you want to take... It was a very weird thing. If you want to take a break from streaming, you can come into this like uh, LED RGB room with some drinks and listen to radio and just chill out in here like it's a green room. It was a very weird initiative for them to do. I'm like, that's super bizarre. And it's happening when I am extremely fucking busy. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. If I don't really have to do anything and just take a picture in there, that's fine. Okay, just just, just leave the thing in my driveway for sure. Just do it. But it was convenient because it was during the film weekend so people would just go take a break in there, right? Huh. And it was like the greatest thing where they would just go eat and chill and talk about the next scene or anything like that. And then while people were filming, they'd just flip out and go to the next one. So we never <laughs> had too many people like gathering in one spot. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like getting, getting everyone back together, it was very nostalgic. It was very fun. And um, it was very stressful. Like once again, filming all of that stuff, we had to go for about uh, 12 to 13 hours straight. Mm -hmm. uh, with a couple breaks in between, so we we definitely got faster at producing these things, which is good. Uh, mm -hmm. But the editing process still takes just as long. Right? Yeah, editing, of course, is always the 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 the, the time the time sink, basically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, uh, I guess then you know what was the impetus for doing the second one with Killer Instinct? I mean, obviously, we all know how much you love Killer Instinct and. Was it hard to get that one to happen? Was it harder than Marvel, or was uh, it easier? Ki Ki was a bit a bit easier. Uh, okay. Number one, we didn't have to deal with the fact that we had to get like Marvel and Capcom to approve of like parsec things. Yeah. We didn't have to yeah, get their approval sure. to do a Marvel versus Capcom tournament in general. Mm -hmm. uh, Ki just naturally works great online, so that was uh, a, a huge relief as far as tournament conductivity as far as how we were going to get players in the matches and how we were going to watch matches ki does not have the greatest lobby system because it's essentially been grandfathered in since 2013 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but it's okay it definitely has its issues and can be a bit temperamental at some points which we saw during a couple parts of the tournament but that was ultimately like five percent of what we saw yeah. of matches so luckily we didn't run into any big issues there um but the approval process like microsoft seemed very uh very happy about it, right? Like some of the whoever there is at Microsoft to to represent KI in some way that you know still mans the Twitter and stuff like that. They seem really cool with it. So, cool. um, the 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 big thing that I wanted to, to tackle into this is that I I I think of these tournaments uh, probably in the loosest way like a tournament can be thought. I think of it as a show. Um, right. I don't think I would want to produce like a live action tournament in some way because when you when you're a guy like Rick or Jabaley or any of these dudes that have put on these huge events, or Alex, right? right. You, you not only have to think of the stream, you also have to think of how you have to cater to all the needs of everyone during the mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. And that is just an insanely daunting task. Um, <laughs> something that I just like, this is yeah. a nightmare and I know it's a nightmare. <laughs> and uh, TOs do not get any credit for this stuff. And it's yeah. just a thankless job and just fucking deal with this for like six months. It's just something I'm not interested in. Right. Um, 
But considering how controlled this is, all we got to worry about is like this, what ends up coming out mm -hmm. at the screen in the end and the people that we get involved. So number one, most important thing is that we have to get everyone involved that loves the shit out of this stuff, um, that has produced great things for these, these games in the past. And as long as we just fill those roles with people that like truly give a shit about KI yeah. or truly give a shit about Marvel, something good's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's been essentially my goal for like producing these tournament slash shows, which is why I like keeping them like 32 person invitationals right. because it's like a sweet, like three to four hours of just like, <laughs> we love the shit out of this game and look how dope it is, you know? You guys definitely brought that across. I thought it was really cool that it was you and Shintristan and Sejam who were doing the commentary. You guys were all, you know, longtime members of the scene that super into the game going way back to the start of it. And we could hear as you guys were commentating. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I, you, I, and you were even more of a commentator for the KI. Like, I could tell that you were super into it than even with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, always, I always try to tell people this when it comes to content creation and I've been saying this since the beginning, and I did it with Assist Me. Just make the content you want to see, right? Yeah. Just try to make that thing that you've been thinking about. Man, I wish I saw this, right? Or I wish somebody would do that. Just do, be the person to do it. Um, that's what started Assist Me, and that's what started the, the Marvel tournament in general. I'm like, dude, I want to see Tasty Steven Yipes commentate some Marvel again. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. And I, I, want, I do not want to impede that, right? I, I do not want to try to ah. share that spotlight with them because we're going to be doing all this other Assist Me stuff on the side. I'm like, are you guys cool with commentating this entire tournament? And of course, they're experts, so they right. are. <laughs> and they were, they were genuinely, like, super happy. Like, you couldn't even... I couldn't even tell you how many times I was listening to them on commentary and they're in, in the background in between breaks. Like, dude, can you believe we're doing this right now? Can you believe... I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> what I want because everyone watching is going to feel the exact same thing. Right. So, naturally, when it came to KI, uh, the, the two commentators... Um, nothing against, nothing against James at all. Like we've both done commentary for KI and stuff, and David and oh, like dude, God, we've don't, both done commentary I, for these things. I should not have, dude. Trust like, me. I, I would have invited Killer Instinct lists featuring eighteen of your favorite KI commentators. <laughs> I have, hey, I, was I on had, the show, man. Look, I had, I had no business being a, as a commentator on KI. Trust me, I'm, I, dude. I was so much more excited watching, like you guys doing KI commentary and it's been great. Mm -hmm. Um I, I wanted to choose a balance because you know what? I, I think a lot of people would expect me to do commentary for KI, so I have to fulfill that expectation. Mm -hmm. Uh and I know the analytical side of Sejam, who has a lot of history of commentating KI and a deep, you know, understanding of the game and is really snappy and really fun. And then Shin Tristan, he was genuinely surprised. Like, how did why did you pull me out of the woodwork? Type of thing? <laughs> what it was what he said. He's like, and I, I'm like, the last time we did commentary was uh, Evo 2016, I think, mm -hmm. for KI, which was the last year it was at Evo. And Shin Tristan's just got a, a fantastic energy, right? He's yeah. just he's just so much fun to commentate with. He gets really into the matches. We were like doing some practice stuff and I was kind of worried that he wouldn't have the kind of energy that he used to about the game because the game's a lot different than what mm -hmm. he remembers. But man, he just jumped right back into it and we were just <laughs> able to rip it about some of the great moments of KI. That's exactly what I want. I just want it to feel like these commentators truly care about the game they're, they're commentating and they're having a lot of fun doing it. Right. And like I said, you just put the right people that, that love this stuff in the right places and you're going to get some magic on the other end. Okay. Well, I was personally really happy that it was Tristan and, and Steven. But also, I was 
way more excited to be invited as a player than as a commentator. Uh, that was. <laughs> I, I remember cool that thing. happening. I got early I got dunked. When uh, yeah. me, me and me and Rick were looking at like who can we invite for uh, who can we invite to be on this thing because clearly during the invitation process like a lot of the players are chosen uh, quite early before the tournament's even begun mm -hmm. and we have to figure out because all the all the Twitch rivals connectivity stuff has to connect in right this is a tournament that's happening live so everyone's going to be watching each other's matches and streaming everything at the same time so it's a very like only can happen on Twitch kind of event right. So, uh, and we were we were going over the names, and I was thinking about who would be the comment commentators um, early on. And Rick was like, "Do you think it'd be weird if we in invited Ultra Dave and didn't have him do commentary?" And I'm like, "Oh no, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, let's, have, let's have him play." And like like Tubo as well as well with like let's get some of these other fighting game streams that have a history of streaming KI, right? Not just like huge players, if not big streamers and everything like that. I the thing that I want the most and the thing that makes me the happiest is that suddenly a ton of people are aware of wheels and the way yeah. that he actually plays fighting games like what he is doing and what he is capable of doing is fucking incredible and we've all known this for years as being part of the killer instinct comment uh community but now people are aware of that mm -hmm. and that incredible story and then people like hologram you know that have like precisely nailed this game down and his characters were like a science <laughs> and people are just aware and talking about these players that's that's the whole point right yeah. like i don't want to make some big name streamer even bigger in this regard i think it's awesome that these people that might have 20 to 30 if not less than 10 viewers are suddenly everyone's checking them out playing ki like that is the most yeah. that is the best kind of situation now let me ask you this question one of the things that was going on during that whole entire tournament Hashtag bring back KI. So yeah, uh, this was a conversation that I had with a lot of people, even on my own stream here. Like, do you want to see a new KI? Do you know if it sparked anything? Or would you almost rather see the existing KI just get remastered? Like, I, I'm from the standpoint that like, I love the way Agonos plays. I love the yeah. way, you know, you know, Hisako plays. I love the way the characters are now. Do we need a new OKI or do we want to just enhance the one that we have and add more characters, right? And I think that's a good question um, because like, if we want to bring back KI, there's a lot of questions. What is bring back KI? Clearly mm -hmm. KI, like a lot of people, clearly, clearly this game's doing just fine if this many people are watching and this many people are playing still and if you can still find ranked matches. And clearly this game is fine. We don't need to bring back KI. Um, the, the whole idea is that it, it had seemed for many years, uh, especially since the conclusion of the game's development back in early 2017, that it just didn't seem like Killer Instinct was going anywhere at Microsoft, that no one had any interest in, mm -hmm. in continuing at all. All the devs that essentially championed the game um, had moved to other departments. Uh, and not a lot of people know that Killer Instinct was this tiny little Xbox Live arcade game. It started in, you know, early 2012 as just an XBLA 360 game. And I don't know if you want to compare it to many other XBL, XBLA games, but considering what that budget is and what it was, it's like, remember when there was like a Hydro Thunder re-release? That had probably a comparable budget to this, this, you know? Like, Double Helix was able to craft this thing super fast um, on a scale and create, make their engine make a fighting game within, like, six months. Yeah. So, the, and it, it was a tiny budget game made with a ridiculous amount of passion, and that carried over to, to Double Helix. So these were, this was rough because when Xbox One came out and evolved, XBLA was gone, right? 
and seemingly a lot of the support for KI just sort of like went their separate ways and there was mm -hmm. no one to help champion the game anymore. And it's like, dude, this was one of the most popular games you guys had on the Xbox One of like this system that tried its best to piss everybody off for a very long time. <laughs> this was like the one thing that made everyone super happy almost from the beginning to the end outside of some weird like, is it free, is it not free? Like very confusing sales pitch um, mm -hmm. things that sort of plagued the game all the well, way. I, you know, man, I feel like it was just ahead of its time. People yeah. just hadn't seen that 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 way of purchasing or playing a fighting game yet so they lost it oh change is bad you know yeah. typical fighting game and to me i remember being disappointed when i when i heard about this uh uh when we were first like concepting to conceptualizing like how trailers would be for ki and i just pitched a double helix this is what i would do with a ki trailer if you gave me like access to this which is how i literally got the job <laughs> um a, nice. and they just finished like okay cool come, come on down you just start recording shit. uh they they told me that the game's going to be free technically and i'm like i remember being horribly disappointed and that it wasn't going to get like a physical release it was mm -hmm. only going to be digital and i was like oh so we're like the redheaded stepchild <laughs> xbox one games oh, okay yeah. and that's that was honestly kind of how it was until it eventually you know oh god like 2017 10 million people downloaded this shit wow mm -hmm. and that was like four years ago so god knows how many it is now um but that's sort of the state of the game like uh, the xbox division changed a lot right like things things changed dramatically and ki got a lot of support and you know people were really ready to, to back its characters and we saw that with the community fund which ki started before even fighting games had that and then the mm -hmm. season model which ki started before fighting games really started adopting that it was it was kind of super innovative not just with online but it made a lot of dreams come true for, for a lot of people <laughs> what i'm trying to say and it's yeah. pretty crazy to me that Microsoft might not pay attention to that, that some people just might not be aware. So that was the whole point of hashtag bring back KI uh, back in 2019 when we started it. That was the whole thing that I wanted to do uh, leading up into this tournament that this game um, has had a huge impression on a lot of people even for all these years and is a super unique fighting game that in the scape of fighting games is weird and different and crazy and somehow it works. Uh, but to answer what you're to, to this, the establishing story to answer what you're saying, James, uh -huh. if you bring back KI, like, how do you handle that? Right. You start thinking about mm -hmm. if it's handled wrong, that's going to turn into hashtag don't bring back KI, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very fast. Um, and my, my brain immediately went to Microsoft is now approaching Killer Instinct as like, oh, okay, so we, this can be our Street Fighter. Let's do it. Uh, let's give it a big AAA budget. And in my head, they don't include the people that yep. started the project and they put it in the hands of other people. We've seen this literally happen with like Halo and stuff and like other big games that they've done and they get someone like Crytek to make it. And it's like, well, that game's gonna look amazing, but it's not <laughs> anything like it should, right? Uh, and that's, that's the sort of um, emphasis I started making on hashtag bring back KI was that don't explain to Microsoft don't just sequel bait you know right don't just be like hey we just want a game assholes give us game like don't do that <laughs> that that will not lead to a good future for killer and think, be precise like tell us why you love KI is it the gameplay you love is it the characters mm -hmm. like be very specific because in my opinion you need people that know how fighting games work and you need to bring in the pedigree that made this game work to continue that forward. It'd be incredible if they got yeah. a budget to actually, like a real fighting game budget, like even maybe a quarter of an NRS game budget to even make a fighting <laughs> game. That would be 
astronomically yeah. incredible. But I mean, it's, it's, I, I personally feel you, you bring back KI by keeping everything that works. Yeah. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I would rather just see them remaster or enhance the current KI. Because honestly, if they made a new KI and they didn't get Iron Galaxy involved with it, I just think that would be a big mistake. <laughs> you yeah, know? Why, you know, buy from me. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a dangerous road. Um, uh, and then it becomes a, 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 an interesting thing, too, where it's like, okay, so the devs that essentially established this game are all over the place now, right? Double Helix is in. Mm -hmm. A lot of the combat guys moved to different places. They were just luckily all at the same place at the same time back in 2013. Um, and then IG uh, is still out there but they're clearly working on more stuff they're even working mm -hmm. on titles in the background that we've been hearing them talking about they've we've even heard them uh their executives say that yeah killer instinct was an amazing game we'd love to work on more but we're not so yeah. there's 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 just other things happening that if you go to these companies like you go to iron galaxy you get a lot of the crazy gameplay representation but maybe not as much the super next generational uh sort of graphical tech right mm -hmm. so there's like a trade-off there but you can't just be like oh we'll just we're gonna take keats we're gonna take the other design guys where you can't just like poach people left and right <laughs> and Listen, microsoft if anybody can pull that off microsoft can <laughs> make it rain they can poach everyone if they really wanted to yeah, yeah, Mike, I, I feel like yeah microsoft could right if they wanted to make like a fighting game studio for ki and just go out and just start picking <laughs> people out you also have to think about the logistics of that do people want to leave what they're currently at to just right. go take a risk with microsoft and do, do they have a career future here like there, there's a lot yeah. of politics involved in in game dev when it involves getting all the right talent together and yeah. will those people even work good together mm -hmm. you know yeah. there's, there's a chance they might not so for it, for it, ki to come back in some way um I, I would love ig to be involved right in in some fashion for them to move forward i think getting them in uh, acquainted with making next generational badass looking characters and getting amazing animators like they already had amazing ones but clearly they had very limited time and budget uh to make the game look as sick as possible is is super dope um but that all comes down to logistical stuff mm -hmm. um like i said i think i think there's a way to make ki come back in some way without really pissing people off and that's changing the gameplay because the gameplay is important and i think the best comparison Hmm. Um, that I thought of is Smash Brothers 4 to Smash Ultimate. Clearly, that game uses Smash 4 as its basis. Like, clearly, most of the characters and the things they do carried directly over to Smash Ultimate, mm -hmm. but they made it look better, you know? They gave everything right. a fresh coat of paint. They gave new moves, new animations in some ways to some characters, and just brought everyone back. Uh, there's no other way KI works if we go forward and bring back KI in some way, unless you do that. Yeah. Agonos has to come back and he's got to chunk up, you know? <laughs> Mira, Mira's got to come back. Hopefully there's actually blood this time, you know, and it's not <laughs> weird ooze vial. Yeah. Uh, or, or clearly some characters that could come back like Cinder should have all of his crazy bomb loop, insane yeah. air combo horse shit. But maybe he should be a bit easier mm -hmm. to play, you know? Like things like that can definitely be reevaluated, and they could reanimate Enders in some way. Actually, add in multiple finishers, add a brutality type system that Mortal just add all these flourishes that people were asking right. for for all the years that KI never had the budget for. Right. That's how you do it, and just make it look next gen. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay. it's one of the games that I think, as at least among fighting games, that I would be most concerned about with a remake. Yeah. Other fighting games, almost every other fighting game, is part of a big franchise 
Where if you think the game sucks, like you wait five years and the next Street Fighter or Tekken or Mortal Kombat or Guilty Gear or whatever will come out. And yeah. maybe you'll like that one. But with KI, there were a couple games a thousand years ago. And then there was this huge break until KI right. in twenty thirteen. And it's quite different than even the old games. It's just it's I feel like it's a, its own solitary thing in a way yeah, that few other fighting games are. Yeah. And <laughs> if the new one comes out and it's bad, I won't be able to say like, oh, wait five years and there's going to be a Dude. new KI. I don't feel like that at all. It's there. I feel like there's more riding on it. And yeah. it's so unique that to, to have any changes to it would be... I wouldn't it, want to see it. I don't know. You, it's it's you, a strange position. Dude, you've just spoken my entire thoughts on Darkstalkers. <laughs> totally. 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 You, and what's funny, James, you mentioned that. Um, I, I feel some ways to actually make KI appeal in more ways to just like the hardcore Microsoft mm -hmm. crowd, right? Which it clearly is doing because it, it was including Microsoft characters and stuff like right. that. It's it's on Microsoft consoles. Um you have to branch out and get guest characters, right? Yeah. And maybe not just Microsoft guest characters. And what is like the greatest franchise that is relatively dormant and not being used that fits <laughs> perfectly next to KI? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me if Darkstalkers characters in some way showed up in, in Killer Instinct. I don't know, like if, if there was a future for that. Um, I, that just seems like, man, that feels like that makes a lot of sense to me. But. At the same time, as you, as what you were saying, David, I, I agree with you, right? It's almost like, oh, lightning in a bottle, which is kind of what the original Killer Instinct was in many ways. Just this, oh, shit. Right. And then it happened again in 2013 to 2017. It's like, oh, shit. Like, somehow KI's back, and it does all the things we love, and it's just, it, it does all the some stuff that we remember, but now it's even better and crazier, right? The gameplay's a lot better. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's just, a, it feels like a different game, but at the same time has that spirit that is Killer Instinct. Yeah. So how do you do that again? Luckily, um, KI's already gone through this shit before. And there's a little game called KI2 oh, that oh. literally does all the stuff that you were just worried about in the exact same way that you spoke about, where <laughs> they changed everything almost for very little reason other than just changing things and was probably one of the most polarizing sequels for a fighting oh. game. KI2 is really cool, but man, that fighting game is the kitchen sink. <laughs> we can do this, throw it in there, just do it, just throw this right, shit in there. Right, right. I don't care, just throw that in there too. There's so much insane weird shit right. in that game and it's really interesting, but that's a wonderful comparative perspective. Like, okay, what did KI2 do well if they were to move forward and how the hell could we learn from that shit if Killer Instinct was to have some sort of future? I really hope that if KI is to come back in some way, that look back at KI 1 to KI 2 and why that game was so polarizing for so many players. Okay. I hear you. All right. Well, would you have any interest in doing any other games for Twitch Rivals? Or is that just like, you? it's basically those games right there for you? I No, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I... I, I have said there's like there's two main fighting games that I can mm -hmm. personally champion, right? And that's Killer Instinct and Marvel. I just feel like I love mm -hmm. them to my core, and I've loved them since uh, the mid '90s with KI and the late '90s with with Marvel. So they've been a part of my life for so long that I just feel naturally at home with those games. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think that there's another um, fighting game that <laughs> does have good online, that does have a spirited um, and energetic <laughs> community. Uh, that definitely can be played. 
And if I can get these, uh, all these elements to X with each other in some way, if I can make all these things sort of, uh, you know, this cross that, I, I, I definitely want to do my best to make that happen. Okay. You got to spell it out for me, buddy. I'm too stupid for this. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I want to do Street Fighter cross Tekken, and I want to do it now. <laughs> this cross that. Street Fighter cross Tekken. Interesting. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's that would need, I feel like, even wilder logistics than Marvel versus Capcom. Like how wow. Oh, I, I love Tekken. How how are you gonna play it, Max? It's something that the PC version doesn't work online without jumping through hoops. I'm gonna get Microsoft to remake game for Windows Live. Okay. Wow. Okay, there you go. You heard you heard it here first. Got <laughs> to Microsoft. We're gonna bring it back. I know it's your favorite game. I've I've heard from right. you many times. That, uh, Cross Tekken's your favorite. I, you barely can get Max to stop talking about Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right? So I really can. I love gems. I love I know, gems. I, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you got something in your life that you love for real nowadays. What's being a father like? Oh my god, um, exhausting. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the most exhausting and gratifying uh, experience of my life. Like you, you feel like you're ready up until it happens, but um, <laughs> until after you actually like have a kid at home and your entire perspective like changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to have this joke with my friends where they're dealing with like baby stuff, and I'm like, just trade your baby in at GameStop for five <laughs> years and get them back, right? Just <laughs> they'll just learn everything at GameStop and they'll come back and they'll woo, they'll be all hi, daddy, and they'll. But what that joke sort of makes me realize my, my foolishness like 10 years ago of making that joke with friends is that when you have a kid you get to watch them experience life for mm -hmm. the first time uh like through their eyes you're like with them as they just are being like i can see the color red now holy <laughs> shit <laughs> or man this tree out here is in dad do you see this tree <laughs> like, like all these things that are completely like normal to us uh to a yeah. baby as they are growing in the first six months of life now because she just turned six months old everything just is incredible to to much less like you just looking at me just looking at her and smiling with with my wife Aww. and she goes my parents and she just gets super happy and super excited <laughs> and starts jumping around like those those are the things that you don't realize uh are going to compose such right. an amazing experience when when you have a kid so I mean, it feels good, man. Like if, if there's one thing that'll get me away from like the insanity of the internet and sort of be like some, some mental health recoup after the crazy last year and you know, everything we're still going through, <laughs> it's just to go downstairs and be away from all this stuff for six hours and just hanging out with her and, nice. you know, taking care of her when she's crying. So, but, I mean, what's your, I mean, obviously this will be replaced probably pretty soon, but like, what is your current favorite memory right now with, with Ripley? Oh man. Too um, hard, huh? Jeez, <laughs> that's tough. I'm trying <laughs> to think if there's a really good one that stands out. I think the first time, uh, she, she really started talking in response. She hasn't actually formed words yet, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. Um, just seeing her figure those things out, like her trying to figure out, I'm trying to speak. 
uh, <laughs> figuring out how to produce sound. That, uh, throw the noise she makes is next. Uh, yeah, like, uh, and you're like, whoa, what is that? And her to eventually get to the point where she's just like, I'm going to high pitch scream right now. Ready? <laughs> Holy shit! Like, I think that has been that has been really fun. She hasn't said mom or dad or anything like right. that yet, but um. I think I'm looking forward to that, and this whole process of having her say stuff has been great. But ultimately, as as Justin with uh, his daughter has explained, yeah. because she's going to be two now, his daughter has just learned to say no to things, and she oh, knows no. what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm not looking forward to that. Right? I'm in this wonderful little golden period right now, where she's like everything she says is adorable and wonderful. And then she's gonna to get to the point where I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, I don't want to eat that. Uh, like, so I'm enjoying it right now, you know. Yeah. How's okay. how's how's JJ holding out? <laughs> uh, she's great. Uh, she's she's taken on this mom thing like 110. percent I just heard a creak at my door. Yeah. So yeah, she has been helping me out so much. I'm doing my best because we are uh, stay-at-home parents, of course, right. and we're doing our best just to make sure she has. As much attention as possible. Give me this little girl. Give me this little girl. <laughs> Hi, oh, JJ. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hello. Oh, she likes my... the microphone. So <gasps> she's, she's so definitely cute. been. There's a there's a very funny story that I had where uh, Kenny was talking to me on stream <gasps> one day. She likes to watch the chat, and <gasps> she was like, or Kenny said, "What if the new Killer Instinct comes out on your daughter's birthday?" And I'm like, I'm taking her with me. Like, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna go together to the store and figure it out. And Kenny Kenny impersonated her in the future. Daddy, I don't want to play Killer Instinct. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that that future sort of kicked in and hit me in the back of the head like a premonition of some kind. I was like, oh man, oh, what if? Gonna, oh, oh, it like that slapped upside the head. So uh, yeah. her, her version of like Youthful yeah, Rebellion is gonna be. I'm not actually that into video games, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's fine. I don't. I I'm very much in the boat where I'm just gonna have her. We're gonna try to show her cool stuff, but I don't want to like force her to play on an arcade stick. She doesn't yeah. need to play a Nintendo, you know, like an old NES or something like that. Hang we're on, just, hang. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> we're, she doesn't have to start from the beginning, you know. We're gonna figure that out. Oh my god, yeah. she's so cute. Yo, video games, oh nah. Nah, I'm good. Please tell JJ I <laughs> I'm gonna said, go read these books. Dad. Please tell JJ I said hi, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we want to go out to ramen someday when that eventually is a normality, you know? Yeah, one of these years, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, JJ wants to play Tetris. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Mm. Well, uh, anything else that you want to chat up or talk about for now? No, not really. I, I love your guys' show. I watch it every week. I love seeing the topics and stuff like that. I can't wait for Strive. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah, we I gotta play, hope, man. Definitely I gotta play. A, I, I really hope. I think that I think the netcode's gonna be good. I just really hope that the characters are interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And considering there was some really cool stuff with Axel, they showed off. <laughs> There's some really cool stuff with Axel they showed off. But um, like Giovanna was like, I feel the character everyone wanted to see some really cool shit with, and she just didn't get to do anything. I was gonna say, man, they look real interesting unless you want to play Giovanna. <laughs> then, yeah, like, pick a different I, character. That part's the most like, uh, like I already saw really dope shit when we saw professional players play like Leo. I was like, damn. Okay, so this is just Leo without YRC Oki Man, you know? <laughs> so I, I mean, that's cool, right? If you, I feel like they were gonna make Leo s like slower 
and more cumbersome and heavier. But dude, this guy looks just as fast as he was mm-hmm. in XR. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah. And he can do even he's got a command grab and all command this stuff. I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. It's I really hope every character's like that. If they're mm-hmm. gonna be returning you to neutral all the time, make every character be fucking crazy, yeah. right? If we're gonna force you to go back to neutral all the time, let's just go ape shit on this stuff. Right, honey, I agree. Um, <laughs> I like where so, her head's at. I think that's a good opinion there. So for Guilty Gear, I feel like that makes sense. Um, and Nago's already got some truly crazy stuff, it seems. And I just hope, I just hope we see more of that sprinkled throughout the rest of the roster. You know, sounds right. Cool. All well, right, man. Where can well, everybody find you, Max? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your stream? Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash/maximilian underscore dude. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for for watching the Twitch Rivals tournaments. I hope for whatever we produce in the future, uh, any other fighting games that are going to be classic fighting games that I would hopefully like to bring back in some way, um, that you tune in, and hopefully it'll be as fun as the Marvel and KI one. Awesome! Congrats on those, man. They were awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank, thank thanks for helping. Thanks for helping make those happen because I think I think yeah. that those are some of the coolest things that we've had during the pandemic for sure. Hey, yeah, that's. Um, the, the fact that it was a, a bright spot for some people means a lot to me. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best going forward. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, thanks, Max. Have a good night. Right. Thanks, guys. Later, bub. Oh, happy Chinese New Year, by the way, David. David? <laughs> I looked at the screen and I saw David. No, no, it's for David now. I like how James was like, excuse me. What an outro. It would have been totally cool if he just hadn't said anything else. What if my wife said it? I was like, oh, God. Excuse me. He did say it. That was great. Okay. Oh, Max is the best. All right. Bye, guys. All Later, right. dude. Later, man. <laughs> and uh, really happy that we were able to. What an exit. What a genius. And I, I can't believe we, we filled in the time for that interview just ran out. At the end, just ran out. Just ran out. Yeah, absolutely kept to the schedule. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Oh man. For no reason at all, we should just speed through the rest of it. You know, for fun. For fun this time. There's not. There's not a ton of news. News to talk about, to be honest. So we we might be able to do that. Okay. Okay. But let's move on to the next section here. Yeah, we gotta get the poll questions up here for you guys. So let's do that. Let's do our five-five matchup, which of course where we ask people to send in topics each week, and then we have our subscribers vote on which ones we're actually gonna discuss. Here's what we got. Number of the one. If a TO were to hold an in-person 500 entrant FGC event in the US in May, when half the country may have had both vaccine doses, would you rather watch it or boycott entirely in protest? Number two. Do you think social media review aggregates have had any impact on fighting game development in terms of normalizing game mechanics, like making something safe, to avoid criticism? Number three. What will the new Street Fighter V mechanic be? What should it be? We kind of talked about this. For each state a concrete mechanic don't give a vague non-answer we didn't <laughs> number four what do you think about fighting game sequels receiving backlash at their launch can the fgc's idolizing of past games shackle developers from being more innovative and then number five should fighting games have intricate matchmaking systems like mobas or fps games for example winners and losers queue purposely placing easier game easier games etc what do we got? What's By the, the way, here? before we even get to that, I just want to say shout outs to all the new followers that are showing up here. Thank you guys so much. 
and I uh, hope we can continue to bring some awesome content for you guys. So, because we are getting a lot of followers here. So, thank you very much. Absolutely. Okay. Here's the winner. It's number four. What do you think about fighting game sequels receiving backlash at their launch? Can the FGC's idolizing of past games shackle developers from being more innovative? Oh, dang. And now oh, all of a sudden, Maximilian with 50 gift subs. Thanks, Max. Holy what did you just do? 50 gift subs to the community. Maximilian. Wow. What are you doing? What a guy. What a, what a genius. I think that's his <sighs> apology for, for how the outro went there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you now, Max. No need to apologize. That, that was fantastic. For no, the it was genius. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You're Much forgiven, blast. Max. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, what do you think about this? What do you think about fighting game sequels receiving backlash at their launch? Because the FGC's idolizing of past games shackle developers from being more innovative. Dude, it's... Uh, it is a problem, but it's just that it's, 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 it's frustrating because it brings down new games a lot. But at the same time, I don't know how to prevent it. It's just, it's been such a thing that we've been doing our whole entire genre life. <laughs> you know? Hey, James, you might want to cut off the uh, alert, man. It's going to keep going forever. <laughs> also, uh, it's never going to stop. Max, Max says that he's looking forward to your bar mitzvah, James. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, this this has been something that's gone on since, I imagine, the very start. I wasn't, like, in the dedicated FGC at the very start, but certainly since I've been in the scene, which is basically 2002, whenever a new game's coming out, it's the same kind of thing. The previous game was actually... Here's how it goes. The current game is not good. The previous game was fantastic. The future game better be like the old game, because current game sucks. Then new new game comes out. Wow, past game, previously the current game, is the greatest game of all time. Current game, which was the new game, sucks. I hope that the next game is like the past game. It's like that way every single time. Yeah. It has been that way for all of the all of the major fighting game series that come out that have had like multiple in a row. Right, Street Fighter two, three, four, five, probably six is going to be the same way. Mortal Kombat, all the way through. Tekken, all the way through. It's just like this all the time. Guilty Gear, we're seeing that right now with Strive. Not to say that I know that Strive will, will be great or not, right? But like this is the same dynamic that we're having each time. So for sure, I mean, in talking with some of my friends who are game devs, they express this exact point. They feel that the scene is very conservative with what it's willing to see change. Mm -hmm, they, that mm -hmm. is to say, it, it will not happily put up with significant changes. Even in games that themselves have changed in ways that ultimately we, we all love, uh, that have become more popular. Street Fighter V, when it launched, was not good. Not great. Now it's even Tupperware likes it. When KI <laughs> launched, uh, it changed pretty substantially compared to how it ended up. Not just in characters, but in terms of some of the, how the game mechanics worked. Uh, this is just how it's, it always is. And each time those changes get made, even if they're changes that ultimately end up being popular, whenever they're made, there are always people who are out there saying that this is the bad idea, this person doesn't understand, the developer doesn't understand, they don't know what they're doing, this is a terrible choice, like that, it is like that every time. Mm -hmm. So yes, in conclusion, I think it actually actively does 
shackle developers. <laughs> yeah. Right now uh-huh. with, with Strive, they're working on stuff. Again, will Strive end up being great or not? Who knows? But there is a significant percentage of the scene that wants to see Guilty Gear as it has been in the new game as well. I'm not yep. really here to say that that's right or wrong either, but that's like how it is. And so the people who are developing Strive, to the extent that they're not going to have it be like it was previously, they're taking a risk, for yeah. sure. Sure. Especially a franchise like Guilty Gear, right? Because Guilty Gear has been one of those games that's like, oh, we found this weird glitch with, uh, you know, like Faust being able to change his jump trajectory by doing the the, the Kara cancel of the, you know, the dive attack, the 2K in the air into faultless defense. That's a feature now. You know, like, they have preserved things for so long in Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear and Tekken had always been those franchises that have maintained what it is the game has done for a very long time without changing a lot. Strive is taking a huge risk at this point, but I like what Daisuke is trying to do because he's trying to change the legacy, you know, the legacy player's and try to let everybody learn at the same time. I think it's a great thing, but the pushback that he's getting really does show that, yeah, like David said, um, the developers are really shackled. And even when it comes to making new features, like the lobby, everyone just wants the menu lobbies and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of cool things they could do with this pixel lobby kind of thing. Now, obviously, the beta was implemented horribly and absolutely awfully, but implementation and intention are kind of different things, especially when it's in the beta. Like, the release could be a lot better. Maybe it's not. Then, then yeah, of, of course, like, yeah. let's not do that. Well, I was, was going to say, though, that's, that's a thing, James. Like, it... It's all about implementation. I don't. I don't care what their inspiration is. I care about the final product because that's what I'm paying for. Right. right I don't right. care that you have this grand idea of this amazing pixel lobby where you can get a wife and kids and have a home and <laughs> invade other people's house. I don't care. Like I care what the product I get. So right. I, I understand people being mad about that type of stuff. Yeah, um, but it wasn't the final product yet, and the problem with it now is that everyone's sure. convinced that it's not the right thing to do. You know what I mean? And I've been saying forever that the online experience for fighting games needs to change and needs to change fast because currently the experience of online fighting games is not an enjoyable one in my opinion. So, you know. I don't know. I I, I think it's fine. I yield my boys and I play games. I can't complain too much about that, but... um... That, that doesn't mean there's not room for improvement. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just to, to talk about the, the topic, developers are clearly shackled a bit. I mean, look at... We, I've talked about this several times, but look at the base rosters for almost every new fighting game that's come out. Mm-hmm. The base rosters have all been pretty boring. Very standard. Here's Ryu, here's Ken, here's Shun. You know, functions, essentially. And <laughs> that's what they do. And then later, you know, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4, that's when they started, you know releasing the dope characters and do a bunch of wild shit. So, yeah, like, I, I I, mean, it's definitely a bit that they're shackled, but maybe also the devs are doing stuff like that on purpose. Like, maybe they want their games to be a bit more calm at release as well. Yeah, I, I think there is clearly a trend towards that. I don't know that that's necessarily the same as, you know, does the FGC idolizing previous games shackle? Uh, but for sure there's that, there's that trend. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. If there's anything to be done about this because I think that this is not a fighting game community problem. It's, it's not that not a fighting game thing. It's a every game. This game. is humans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not even just gaming. Like this is how people are. I'm yeah. sure I've done the same thing too. Like without probably even realizing it, we grow to love something. A new thing comes out, and the thing that we have loved is not going to be there anymore. Slash, we won't be playing it as often. Whatever it's going to be. Um, and that, yeah, that can be frustrating. And it's especially easy to love something if you haven't actively played it or, like, interacted with it in a while. You know, sometimes, like, for example, I went back and read uh, Lord of the Rings not long ago. The whole Tom Bombadil thing, I'm like, what? I love those books. I've read them a million times. <laughs> and in my brain, I'm like, this is one of my favorite series. And then... I read it, and a lot of it is, like, weird poetry. And it's, it, it's cool, but it's, like, not necessarily what you think about when you think about how much you love a thing. And playing games is the same way. You look back at games that you haven't played in a little while, and you only think about the positivity. Here's, here are all the cool things that you think about. You don't think about all the busted stuff, the stupid stuff. That also definitely existed. So the, the nostalgia just, like, inherently builds on itself, makes you think about the things that were positive. And look, I like Tom Bombadil a lot as well, but like, it's also, <laughs> I get why they didn't put him in the movies like, at you're the gonna, same You're going to call uh, CVS2 the Tom Bombadil, you know, that nostalgia <laughs> has made it better. Well, no. not, not a concept that Tom Bombadil is the, the 12 of <laughs> no, the Ring. But 12 actually was oh. cool. <laughs> was he though? He wasn't good, I can tell you that much. He can tell you that much. Oh man, I know I just made a particular person in the chat angry. I was waiting for that. <laughs> oh. oh man, oh man, but uh, all right, on this one, next question. Okay, okie doke. So, the next question actually was a tie, it was between number three and number five. But we basically but, already talked yeah. about number three, which was what will the new SF5 mechanic be? We basically yep. did do that earlier in the show. So, check back if you're curious. So let's talk about number five, which is, should fighting games have intricate matchmaking systems like MOBAs or FPS games that have a winner's, a loser's queue, purposely placed easier games, etc.? What say They kind you? of already do. They kind of already do. Yeah, they, they, I don't think the current matchmaking system is that different. It's all, it's all just a modified ELO system. Sure. Um, no matter what game, that's what skill-based matchmaking is. Uh, so I, I I don't really understand the question. I, I feel like it's not that different from what's currently happening. Like, there's not... Well, okay. I don't know that there's specifically, like, a winner's or loser's queue, but I imagine that if you lose a few times in a row, you'll probably be matched with somebody else who lost a few times in a row, because... You're gonna drop not... rank and then play worse players. Like, that's, that's right. how it works. Right, exactly, yeah. And... As far as like the placing system goes, most fighting games don't have the actual placing system. Like you just log on, you start playing, and then mm -hmm. it like puts you into a spot eventually. Yep. But it's not it's not like here's your placement games. KI does have that. KI does have the placing system where you play was it ten games I think if I recall correctly, and after yep. that it's like here's your spot. You can't qualify for the highest spot right away, but you can qualify for the spot just underneath that. Mm -hmm. So that, that does that does exist. It's just Grand that hasn't been kind of had that as well. They made you play the computer mm -hmm. first, and if you beat right, the computer right. two times, you were automatically placed into a certain bracket. You know, 
that makes sense. There are, there are some attempts at that, but that's just like the first time you boot up the game and play it online. Like that doesn't that doesn't count for much beyond that. And why should it? Unless unless you're gonna like completely restart stats monthly, like some of those other games do, or like yeah. seasonally, like some of those other games. And there's no purpose to have placement matches and things like that in fighting games. It just doesn't. There's no reason. I kind of do agree with what Mike Lee's story is saying. Is that Fighting games are different to some degree because the matches are so short. It's a bummer to be playing uh, in, I don't know, solo queue or something in League, and and the game takes fifty minutes. Like that's for sure. It's a different. It's a different level of commitment. It's a different level of time commitment for sure. Whereas, yeah, fighting game, like you've matched up against somebody who blows you up, it's over. It's over super fast. Like yeah. if it's a really lopsided <laughs> match, yeah, it's a couple minutes, right? You're, you're moving on. So I, I don't know that it's really... I don't know that we need the same kind of thing. That's it. Like we were talking about in just the last question as well. Totally open to new ideas. Totally not open to yeah. a, a change in terms of how the ranks or just general online play works. Cool with me. I want to see different stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's... I think that the online... Like I've been saying, it's it's a miserable experience. I think there's a lot of things that need to be different about matchmaking more than just how it's matchmaking or placement or if you've lost a lot to get paired against other people who've lost and everything's like that. I just think that there just needs to be a system by which players are more encouraged to keep going. You know what I mean? Because on the opposite end of having things be so fast is that the losses come rapidly and you know the discouragement yeah. starts hitting in there and again fighting games just do such a terrible job of helping you learn to play fighting games in general <laughs> you know and so i just feel like there needs to be more to it i just feel like there needs to be more of a journey or more rewards for just playing online and i just don't think that there's enough of that at all right now Hey, if you guys want a fighting game that resets leaderboards, there's a pretty good game that I feel like we've been talking about a lot lately called Killer Instinct that yeah. does that. Do sure they does. still reset it right now? Yeah. Every month, every, every 30 month. days. Oh, really? Dang. Yep. Okay. Now, how. Uh, granted, if you're in Killer or Gold rank, you stay in Killer or Gold. Right. But yeah, they, it's don't, not a... they don't drop you all the way down to like bronze or whatever. Right. They just drop you down to a certain limit right it's like you go up and then you can't drop any further down below that okay right well there you go but yeah i don't know i mean i'm not sure that there needs to be these specific things that are brought up in this question and also some games already have them but if the if the broader point is yeah should there be changes would you like to see changes i'm cool with that yeah i'm down yeah, MK11 does it as well, in a sense. They have seasons, they have uh, combat leagues that you play in mm. that last for a month or something, and then after that it resets, and you have to do the whole process again, which is cool. Yeah, and, and also, you know, I, I still don't like the fact that Street Fighter Five, for example, because they did it in four, they didn't do it in five, where different characters, you know, have different rankings, and so, like, if you're trying a new character, it doesn't mm -hmm. affect the... It doesn't affect your overall ranking as badly. You know, you have more of an, a willingness to experiment with new characters. I, I feel like that needs to be something added too. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of ways to improve, but I don't think making it like a MOBA or FPS game is the improvement mm -hmm. we'd be looking for. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you want to move on then? 
Yeah, let's get on the next thing. Let's do it. We move on to other news. Yeah, there's a little bit of game stuff. We already went through most of it, but one other thing is that, wow, we're talking about this game a lot. Unintended, <laughs> but how about that? It's Killer Instinct, and it is currently on sale. It's on sale for Xbox Live slash Windows for $9.99. Wait, did I say Xbox? Xbox slash Windows. Windows, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For $9.99. <laughs> it's also currently on the Xbox Game Pass, so if you got that, it's, you can play yeah, this game. Yeah, it's been for there free. for years, guys. Just pay a dollar for PC Game Pass, and you have Killer Instinct. Right. Do it. And now, all the characters and all the stuff. Is this Do is it. this uh is this nine ninety nine the the everything is included edition basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah the okay. ultimate edition. Okay. Also, this sale happens like all the time. So if you miss <laughs> this one, just wait like a few weeks and it'll probably be yeah. back. <laughs> Come play KI. In addition, here's something. So remember when the PlayStation Five came out? No, uh, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and while it was happening, we were like. Are you guys gonna buy a PlayStation Five? Is any are any of us excited about the PlayStation Five? Are we gonna buy the Xbox other one? Are we, are we excited about one. that? <laughs> and like none of us three were excited enough to buy any of it. Dude, it was and... on my year end that I was like, "What consoles? <laughs> what yeah, new consoles?" Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were like, nobody cares about new consoles. <laughs> right. So here's the news. Sony says that PlayStation Five has sold about as many consoles as quickly, about as quickly as the PlayStation 4, and that was a pretty good one. Uh, as of December 31st, 2020, 4.5 million PS5s were sold worldwide, which either tied the PS4 in the same time period back in 2013, or beat it by around 200,000 units, depending on who you ask. It may be popular. It may actually be popular. What do you think about that? I mean, I try to tell both of you that these consoles were a big deal to a lot of people. I I said but I said that I wasn't going to do it, but I knew that they were going to be a big deal. Yeah, of yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just old fighting game players, and there wasn't a fighting game at launch for either console, so why would we care? Correct. That's I mean, for most of the consoles, when they've come out, there's always been something that's been exciting to me. I don't know. This time... The launch consoles have felt kind of... Now, is that a fault of the pandemic? So a lot of the developers couldn't get things out on launch time? Maybe, you know, so who knows what the situation is, but I don't know. It's just like, for me, the hardest part is just... It's it's just the jump doesn't feel like it's as crazy to me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, yeah. The graphics... Are they better? Are they now 4K and whatever, 120 hertz, whatever? You can you can trace rays in them, James. Exactly. And like, sure, but it's like, I just I just remember even going from the Nintendo to the Super Nintendo or oh, from PlayStation that 1 to PlayStation. That transition will never happen again. Yeah, no, PlayStation yeah. 1 to PlayStation 2. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Those, like, those transitions are probably going to go to like... VR headsets. Yeah. Where the jumps the jumps are gonna be real big for VR, yeah. I think. But as far as consoles go, things will get more and more realistic as time goes, but that's and a lot of games don't even want that realistic look, you know, so Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it the thing, right? Games, we're not gonna see those. Like some of my favorite looking games are are stuff like Guilty Gear and and uh and Dragon Ball, you know, like Grand Blue right. have these amazing look and they work fine on that. I'd rather see the style, you know what I mean? I'd rather see the stylishness uh, out of the games as opposed to 
let's just make everything look as real. Now, obviously some games yeah, it's, it's important like to have the, uh, look as real as possible, but I don't know. Yeah, Mike, we're not going to see those big graphical jumps. Yeah. I'm yeah. okay with it, though. I yeah, know well, I'm. Just, I know I'm an old. There's man. no avoiding it. Like the the period from, you know, the late '70s to the mid '90s is yeah. just not going to happen again. It already right. did. Like, I know I'm an old man when it comes to new consoles, but you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's like I just feel like there's nothing on. The the new consoles that that's clamoring to be played right now. I don't know. So, <laughs> I mean. The, the launches for game titles were pretty weak, yeah. Yeah. But, whatever. I mean, the, the games will come. Moving on. The CPT 2020 season final is coming up on the 20th, and we've talked about that in the past, but I just wanted to highlight the fact that they put out a blog post that's really detailed. It's super cool, and it talks all about what to expect. It's got each of the player matches, which, again, we've talked about what they are going to be for Street Fighter V. They all look really exciting, but it's... I really like the blog post because they were like, here are the matches we're going to see. Here's a whole paragraph about these two players and what we're going to see. Like, why are they playing against each other? What did they do in the past? And then they link to the video where you can see their, like, qualification matches. So you can, like, compare and contrast the players and stuff. It's mm. really good. I really am happy <laughs> that they're doing that kind of stuff. So if you are going to watch the Capcom, what would have been Capcom Cup, but there may be a pandemic going on. And so they're not doing regular Capcom Cup. If you were interested in watching that, and you're going to watch this, just the the end, the how, what did they call it specifically, the season final. Check that blog post out. It's really cool. It's just you know go to CapcomProTour.com. It's right there. Now let me ask you this interesting question here, because this is something that came up. I forgot it might have been on my stream or something that I was talking to people about this, but you know this is obviously not for all the money, right? This is not serious time. This is now for exhibition, for fun. What yeah. if they are playing this on the new patch? Like, what if they just I said- think, I think the players would be pretty pissed off, honestly. Even, even if they're all getting paid the same and there's nothing on the line, I think they still want to put on a good show for people. And they're not gonna have unless unless right? these guys right. all got in the patch early. <laughs> right. If they that's, all got the patch early, that's, then I'm about it. Then it's super cool. That's, but if it gets wrong on them on Thursday that they're playing on the new patch, they're they're gonna be pissed. They're gonna they're not gonna be happy. That's the what I'm thinking is what if they actually have had access to it, right? We don't know. Maybe. Do, do you yeah. think that it's possible that 24 fighting game players could have access to the new game before anybody else and none of them would say anything? You think that they would all actually be tight-lipped about this? <laughs> if, if Capcom was like, here's your NDA and we will sue your ass, then yeah, I, I think so. I'm not sure. I feel like one of them would be like, guess what, good friend, don't tell anybody. <laughs> look, look, none of... And then none good of, friend's like, guess what, everybody else? Like, None of the 24 players have a curtain in the background, right? So I think we're oh. actually... I think we're actually kind of okay, right? I mean, I, I would assume we would be okay. Or <laughs> No, I just think... It would be interesting. It would be interesting if they did that. Probably not, but still, I think it would be kind of funny if, like, one of them be, has been practicing Dan for the last two weeks. Yeah. It would have been cool, but I really doubt it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any chance. But I would like to see Dan or something. Anyway. Yeah. Right. 
All right, next thing. Next thing. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about some tournaments that happened. Sure. Because some stuff did happen. The Street Fighter League mm -hmm. Pro JP Finals happened now a week and a half ago, but last time we didn't talk about them because it was actually embargoed. Mm -hmm. It was uh, pay-per-view, and you couldn't get access to it, at least, you know, through the actual regular means, you know, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> For a week, it was blocked off. Now, it has come out. It came out late last week. So if you are interested in watching it in, like, the ways that you should, then you can do so now. It's just on their YouTube. Check it out. Um, I, I watched it. So it was, it's a long stream. It's about six hours, and mm -hmm. there's a bunch of matches in there, and a lot of it is them interviewing the players. It's, uh, you know, three people in the actual studio, the commentators, and then it's all the players at home playing online. So they're, they're just, you know, on webcams and stuff. But it's cool. I, I like what they did a lot. They had Mago and, um, like, Japanese music star who plays Ken, whose name I don't remember. Somebody in He's the at all of the mind. Street Fighter events. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what, he is, uh, what his name is. They actually played a an exhibition match. And that dude won. He beat Mago. Let's go. It was so sick. <laughs> wait, wait, was it just first to one? No, it was first to two. Oh, wow. Nice. Good job. Yeah, he's guy. Uta he's Hiroba, Uta Hiroba Jun says high five. He's a really good player. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he grandmaster now? Okay, cool. Last time yeah. I heard he was master. Sick. There you go. So Yeah, he's, he's really legit. Anyway, I thought that was cool. As far as the matches themselves, as James spoiled for me last time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the winner was Nemo's team, which was <laughs> Nemo, Sako, Gachikun, and Kichipamu. Very yeah. good players, of course. And then second place was Tokido Flame, which was Tokido, Itabashi, Ryusei, and Storm Kubo. Then third was Umehara Gold, which is Daigo, Machabo, Kawano, and Nauman. I mean, these players' lists are just incredible. <laughs> and it was, it was very cool. The I... last match I heard was so hyped up, and you guys should go watch it yourselves. It was a good match. I don't know that it was like the greatest Street Fighter Five match that I've ever seen, but it was a very good. The weirdest thing. Good. The weirdest thing for me is like I tried to watch it on the YouTube replay, and like the last round gets cut. I don't know if it's just there's something I couldn't see most of the last round, which made me sad. Were you were you watching on illicit channels? No, <laughs> I was actually watching on the actual channel. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was there for me. Yeah, but but the the, the actual YouTube video, the like legit one that mm -hmm. they put out, already has two hundred thousand views. So I guess yeah. they, you know, we talked last time about whether this pay per view idea would work. Would it actually work mm -hmm. that you could? Wait, make people wait for a week to watch matches and would they actually do it and would they instead just go watch you know whatever yeah. illicit ones go up but, uh, uh, it seems like people actually are doing that to a, a good degree I know that there are some other copies out there that are also lots of views but 200,000 in just a few days is, is still great yeah I, I was I mean for me obviously you know I'm an emotional person and stuff I I loved seeing how Kichipamo reacted to to winning yeah. yeah he was super emotional he was crying about being on 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 the team that won and I don't know I thought that was really cool and every time I see stuff like that it just kind of reaffirms you know like we're doing something cool and we're giving people chances to do cool things and have really wonderful experiences so you know shout outs to the uh 
shout outs to the players and, and everybody always giving it their all as much as they can. So shout outs to the commentators. It was fun. Their voices are great. I don't understand the word <laughs> that they're saying, but it was cool. I assume it was good. <laughs> they sound good. Um, and then the other thing I just wanted to briefly say was that the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition for North America number three happened this past weekend, and there's some cool things that happened in it, so I just wanted to shout it out. Uh, NA East was won by Honeybee over Kerbalicious, and NA West was won by Titanium Tigers over Han Rashid. So Tiger was actually DQ'd from the previous one because he used a variation name that was considered to have been an attack against NRS. Basically, so we talked about this that he was DQ'd <laughs> and there was like kind of an uproar in the community about it. Was it a big deal? And at the time, I was like, "Look, this is an ongoing series, and he's definitely going to make top eight again. Don't worry about <laughs> it. He'll be okay going on." And then he won the very next time. So shout to Tigers. <laughs> That's pretty sick. And grand finals was Shiva versus Rambo. Cool, cool. It was really weird. <laughs> new characters, huh? The new characters. Super weird. Uh, Shiva winning is hilarious. She's just doing stomps all the time. It's you know it's some people are not super happy about having to play against it. But by the way, uh, I, I just want to I just want to mention that in the chat, Canadian underscore Ed says shameless plug. I'm working with Nemo to subtitle the videos on his new YouTube channel that has him breaking down the behind the scenes behind the entire finals. We're adding subs to one video a day, so that's pretty cool. Working with that, Nemo directly, that's pretty cool. So, super cool. Yeah. Please let us know when that comes out. I'd really like to watch that. Mm -hmm. I think it's been so cool to watch FGC translated because, again, I don't understand Japanese. Yeah. These are yeah. players that I really like to know what they're thinking. So to be able to hear that about Nemo as well, somebody who I you know, always like to know what he's thinking, yeah. would be really great. High Fight's been doing a lot of that too, so a lot of translation. Definitely. Too, no, so, yeah. okay. These are these are cool services for sure. Cool. The, the other thing is that uh, Honeybee won with Devora, and everybody thinks that Devora is like low tier, but she won a <laughs> tournament, so hold that, everybody. I mean, it's so appropriate for Honeybee to have played and played Devora, right? So, <laughs> uh, oh, they're on Nemo's channel. Dang. Okay. Okay. Oh, sick. Well, I will definitely check it out. Thank okay, you. Okay. Nice. There you go. There's some stuff about tournaments that happen, but also for upcoming events. We just wanted to shout out some of the community things that are coming up. So, James, do you have the trailer that we talked about previously? Uh, I don't. I forgot to load it up, but I can get it very, very quickly. Okay, well, then let me just say what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, the DMC 3v3 Killer Instinct Tournament, which is a team tournament consisting of 3v3s, is going to be happening on February... 20th and it, there was one before it was super cool it's really fun to watch it's happening again Tubbleware's on it i'll be there that's right the devil may cry 3v3 uh with with a lot of people in the ki community doing a lot of work on it you know doing making making this trailer for example making the music for it for example doing commentary for it doing brackets for it, doing the graphic logos for it. Like, there's just this whole community effort that's involved. It's not just the one dude, which is really cool to see that there's so much that's going into this. What was the original for sure. format for the trailer? Because when I downloaded it, it did not add the extension to it. Oh, it's an MP4 file. Okay, here we go. There. Now this should work. Okay. Ooh. 
Let's give this the proper due that it deserves over the here. The due! Yeah, exactly. Let's do this from the beginning, from the top. Let's do this one more time here. Let's go. You ain't ready for the crossover. See me reign supreme over the lost soldiers. Yes, this is the world. There's a new age of gamers. I'm about to go and destroy. <laughs> yeah. a cool trailer good job to everybody involved in that the music on that is super sick again the way that the team names and graphics and all that stuff turned out super cool i i'm really happy with uh with all that work Wait, what, what happened Congrats to you david weren't you on the ufree tv team yeah david weren't you on the ufree tv <laughs> team david what? yeah david something, something came up there there may be something else on february 20th that we've talked about already that i may be involved with but <laughs> that's not that's not public yet so okay okay chill out everybody all right fair enough oh no we got more viewers than normal now more people know <laughs> anyway yeah, i won't be able to make that so it's cool they got somebody else uh you got scolio reset instead also a good player yeah. yeah i replaced a rom with a rom exactly exactly no, it's cool. Again, that's going to be on February 20th. They have a Macharino. I'll put the link in the YouTube, but they have a Macharino for this. Here's a link to the tweet where you can find a lot of information. I'll put it in the stream chat right now. And then again, on the YouTube version, I'll have this in here as well. So please give them some dough for the Macharino because, again, there's a lot of work that's gone into this. Seriously, a, a ton of work. You guys probably don't know, but 
the majority of the staff is in chat right now, so shout <laughs> out to Liger and Keith and DMC and everybody. Totally, yeah, you guys are doing great stuff. In addition, I wanted to shout out the Pyramid of Power, which is a community tournament run by a Black Lives Matter, who is a Mortal Kombat player and content creator. The deal with this is that each of the characters will be represented by one player representative. So it's <laughs> it's not a it's not a tournament where anybody can enter. It's instead only I think there's 37 Mortal Kombat characters currently. Only one person per only, character yeah. gets to play, and then there's I don't know what the bracket format or whatever is going to be, but I think that's super sick. I'm really looking forward to that. And the way that each representative gets chosen is by community voting. Oh wow! Right. Okay, okay. So the community itself gets to be like, this is the player <laughs> who should represent us in you know whatever. I love that idea. I think that's so cool. He is going through the players, the uh, characters, kind of one by one. He's already gone through a number of them, but follow him on Twitter to find out more. It's at B L A K L V E S Matter. Black Lives Matter. Okay. In other words. Um, that will be on February 21st and 22nd. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Ragnarok's Tropical Combat 3, which is a, an all-Puerto Rico Mortal Kombat event that is coming up soon. That's going to be on February 19th. Also very cool. They have a Macharino as well. I'll put that link in the YouTube for this. A lot of good stuff happening. Uh, just announced today was is the G Fuel Energy Games, which will also be Mortal Kombat 11. This will be Mr. Aquaman and Destroyer doing commentary for it. This is going to be February 12th, 13th, and 14th at 7 p.m. Um, Aquaman and Destroyer are both really big commentators in MK and content creators themselves who run their own tournaments as well. So this is super cool for that. There's actually a bunch of money on the line. 2000 bucks for first place, for example. Not bad. Super cool. Uh, there's going to be another one of the Killer Instinct insurrections happening yeah, that the... Nikki puts on and that James does commentary on. Yeah, this is the fourth one now. Uh, this is the last qualifier and the finals will be on in March. So that'll be taking okay. place in a little over a week. Uh, not this Thursday, but I think the next Thursday after that. On February 18th, to be yeah. precise. Let me see. And then lastly... Yep. Wanted to shout out Versus Corona, which is a community event for TVC, Tatsunoko versus Capcom, and Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. That will be on February 20th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. It's on Will English's stream, which is twitch.tv slash IV, as in four. Uh, there's a $1,000 pop bonus for that, which is super cool. I highly recommend that everybody check that one out. Uh, again, again, in the YouTube version of this, I'll have a link to check it out. Cool. A lot of cool stuff going on in the community these days. It's it's great. We've talked about this in the past, how I'm really happy with how we all ended up responding to the fact that we couldn't do offline events anymore. At the beginning of the pandemic, everything basically shut down, including some of the online, most of the online stuff. There wasn't even that much online stuff. But then right. as we all just like got used to being at home and the fact <laughs> that we're going to be stuck at home for the foreseeable future, we have had so many more community events and we're continuing to do that apparently on the same weekend yeah i was just thinking about that so you have your choice <laughs> very of... busy weekend and that's yeah. when the the strive beta is out so god you're right strive beta very busy fighting capcom week. pro tour 2020 season final dmc 3v3 mortal kombat pyramid of power 
uh, Mortal Kombat, Tropical Combat 3 versus Corona. <laughs> and probably other stuff. I mean, there's like regular weekly things that happen too. Salt Mine League, NLBC, uh, WNF, Online Local, right? There's all, any number of things that happen every single week. And I'm sure that that will be the case there. But there you go. Even more community stuff coming up. Cool. All right. That's it. Okay. That's Mailbag all I got. It. Let's mailbag it as we do. As we do, we finish our episodes nowadays with mailbag questions, which are any questions that people want to send us that are not directly fighting game related. Again, we do the 5 5 matchup segment where you send us questions that are definitely fighting game related and then people vote on which ones they want us to actually discuss. For the mailbag, whatever you want to send is cool. We choose which ones to talk about. No voting on that. It's totally up to us. And these can be whatever zaniness that you want to bring up. So, Number one is from Fighting Feng Huang, and he says, do you have any non-fighting game YouTube channels Ooh, you would recommend checking out? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All gas, no brakes. If you have not seen All Gas, No Brakes yet, uh, this dude, I actually just watched a documentary on him <laughs> from Vice. More of an interview. Uh, but uh, this, this guy is incredible. He literally lives in an RV, travels across the country where the news is, and brings it to you raw and directly. Uh, he came to Minneapolis when there was riots here for George Floyd. Um, I mean, he was, no joke, four or five blocks from my house, oh, interviewing dang. people while they were burning down the city. So yeah. um, he also was very comedic. Uh, I mean, he, he was very serious for um, protests and, and things like that. But he also goes to, like, Daytona Beach and makes fun of all the bros and things like that. It's just a really, really, really great channel. If you guys have not seen All Gas, okay. No Breaks, okay. check it out. I super agree with that. I think that's a really great one to, to point out. Really funny and also sometimes really like in, insightful and interesting. Yeah, and always pretty sure. short documentary. Not even talk, short videos, right? That, mm -hmm. that they put out. Yeah, they're, they're 10, 15 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Not not big long stuff. Um, the things that I would bring up are just all history related. <laughs> I really like the National World War One Memorials YouTube channel. They have really cool <laughs> stuff. <you> do. <laughs> they have super cool. I tell you it's cool stuff all about, you know, how World War One went and all the various sides on that. And sometimes things that are related to modern times as well. There's, I like it a lot. I think that's cool. I really like Numberphile. I think that's a sick YouTube channel. It's all about math and numbers and done in what I think is an interesting and fun way. Look, don't look at me like that, Brock. I was just going to ask you if, you're, if you've ever seen a lockpicking lawyer. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it much. No. You should watch a lockpicking lawyer. It's David in an alternate universe where he was a locksmith <laughs> before he was a lawyer rather than a gamer. Okay. Yeah. So a big jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He, he makes all these companies look awful. I loved the Great War while it was going on. The, they had, like, up-to-date versions of what was happening exactly 100 years ago during World War One, but now it's obviously beyond World War One, and they're still going on. So I think that's a cool YouTube channel, too. I I don't know. I'm sure I can go on. I got a lot probably <laughs> that I can do. I really like, for politics, I think some more news is hilarious and good. I like Veritasium. Anyway, I can keep going for sure, because I watch a lot of YouTube. Right. I do but... not. I, I, I kind of capped it with all gas and brakes. <laughs> I mean, was, I, was... I generally don't watch YouTube very much. So uh, I don't know if I really have any suggestions. 
most of the YouTube I end up seeing is is you know exposure through other from other people like Olaf. Uh, he, I mean, one of my favorite things that he's exposed me to, and I know you enjoy watching him as well, David. It's gaming related, but uh, Carl Sagan's, you know, Mario, oh, yeah, the the Mario Maker streams and stuff. That guy's strangely, extremely charismatic and uh, just like just fun to watch. He's just a really, really cool guy, and he's super smart. And I just love how he approaches the games and stuff, but. Honestly, like I actually don't sit down and watch YouTube all that much. I, 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 yeah, I really don't either, man. I don't watch a lot of stuff unless I'm eating. I'm usually playing games or yeah, trolling on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you a plus one for Carl Sagan. That's been super cool because my wife and I watch it regularly, mm -hmm. his content regularly. She is somebody who played games growing up, but kind of fell off that mm -hmm. for many, many years. And over the last some years, as she's been living with a huge nerd, she's gotten a little bit more cool with. <laughs> <laughs> with watching gaming related content <laughs> so now like when there's a new youtube video on carl sagan's channel like we watch it like we'll have dinner and we'll be like she'll be like hey you want to watch the new carl and i'll be like absolutely it's awesome it's actually, dude it's actually super cool yeah i, I really That's enjoy awesome. it and it's really funny and... nice okay good job andres yeah yeah you guys but you guys make sense you you two it's not surprising if, if you I were are a bunch time, of nerds yeah you guys are exactly you're both a bunch of nerds if i were to go back in time two years or three years and be like david you and your wife sometimes watch gaming videos it's just a guy playing mario and you guys watch it <laughs> I, I would you be went like back three years david you'd be like i have a wife <laughs> okay fair. No, well i mean i think that was pretty clearly headed that direction yeah. <laughs> but look at me mr confident my fiance loved me <laughs> yeah uh, anyway, next very question. good, very good set of uh, answers. So there. I don't know yeah. how we're gonna answer this question because I don't know how I'm gonna be like. It's a reaction to a video that Hellpockets tweeted. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. First off, why is Hellpockets making us do reaction content? No, it's, it wasn't him. This was actually from Nuticon. Yeah. No, why, why is Nuticon making us do reaction content? <laughs> Have I don't you, care who sent it. Have you seen this? I, James, are you not going to put this up on the internet? Do, You're not going to do mean, it? I, are we allowed to? I don't know what the situation is on this, but sure, I guess. Uh, Just mute it. That'll be fine. Okay. She's oh, not I've saying seen anything. this before. She's not saying anything I've, important. Okay. Yeah, I've seen this before. The stuff that's important is what's happening. And yeah. and it's, it's, it's pretty tough. Oh, God, my cat is hungry and is trying to fight. He's... Nathan, not 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 right now, please. Good boy. Yeah, he's being a good boy. Alright, so this is a cooking video. Well, that's one way to put it. This is yeah. a uh <clears throat> cooking video. So I'll put it to the side here. And we're just gonna completely get it. You should it mute it though. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So first of all, why is it on the counter? It's already so bad. She put nacho cheese on the counter. Just on the counter. How weird. How I already weird. I already know where this is going. So like my reaction doesn't. No, you don't. No, you definitely don't. This. Oh, you okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Because okay, 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 okay. if you okay. haven't seen this, you don't know where it's going. Yeah, no, I know exactly where this is going. So I can't. So can't she's give pouring a real out. Reaction. She's pouring out the stuff that like you would. Put in nachos. you would like use to cook for nachos basically. There's some but taco just... seasoning coming up here. 
I also like that she's making this. I'm assuming for other humans, and she just mouthed all over that taco seasoning. I don't think... I think this is... Like, if I went to somebody's house and this was just on the counter, I absolutely would not already eat it. Whether she (laughs) mouthed it or not, I'm already not on board. And then, time to add some tortilla chips. And how would you mix these tortilla chips into this? Well, I... Your bare hands, James Chen. Just with your bare hands. Wouldn't wouldn't have been the way I approached the situation. I think I can say that confidently. You know, I've shredded chicken before, and it's a lot easier if you use utensils. Is all I'm gonna say. So she is now taking a cone of what I assume is tortilla that's been yeah, that's a tortilla cone formulated into a cone shape, and she's using an ice cream scooper to ice cream scoop the weird nacho mix into that cone. Oh, and it's just plopping everywhere because it's horrible. Don't eat it! No, she did it! She loves it. That's her creation. Is that the face of somebody who loves what she just did? Yes, absolutely. It's gotta be just one of those channels that's just designed to get people to get angry, dude. (laughs) Like, it's it's just designed to make people mad. And it's their... Oh, God. I honestly, I only have two problems with that whole thing. Okay. It's on the counter. Yes. And she mixes the chips directly into the sauce. So they're just going to get wet and damp and not have structure anymore. That's true. Those are my only two real problems. Honestly, from the rest of that, that was like some standard ass white people nachos. Like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's just it's on just... the counter in a stupid corn tortilla. Did she like not, you cook know, it was just beef? Oh. Like, no, the not... beef was cooked. The beef was cooked. It was, not... it, was just, it was just on the counter. And she didn't like make the beans right she just like she just dumped them yeah there's the beans. beans there's no <laughs> cold beans because you can cook beans and they're pretty good if you cook them but yeah it looked like she just dumped them cold right in there i, I mean think... that's that's also a problem but like in my eyes that's a minor problem compared to <laughs> on the counter with wet chips well i think the way that you phrase it of her dumping it in there is going to be real <laughs> relevant to her in about dump. two hours <laughs> Massive dumps are gonna happen. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. That is for sure. All right. Hey, thanks to Nuticon for the five gifted yeah, subscriptions. Thanks, Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Also, thanks for making us watch that. It was funny and gross. And we're gonna get, we're gonna get weird videos sent to us every week. I know, now. right? <laughs> for sure. We're we are a reaction channel now, guys. Welcome uh, to yeah. Yeah. God. You're right. You're right. Okay. Good work. Good work, everybody. Nodicon just pushed us into the future. Thanks, Nodicon. <laughs> Third question. Oh, interesting. Sean Tamora asks, "Who's your favorite video game voice actor? Video any video game voice actor? Huh? Not even just fighting games." Mike the Bonus. Good old <laughs> Mike the Bonus. What a cop out answer. Oh, Mike the Bonus. Also, Julian as well. Huh. Well, uh, you know, as much as, as much as I love Mike, and he's one of my best friends in the world, I got to go with Nolan North. Oh, really? Nolan North, he's the voice of Deadpool in Marvel yeah, 3, of as well as Nathan Drake and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that dude's fantastic. And he's man. And, and Seth got him to say, wear your curly mustache at. <laughs> yep, that's true. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't, 
even know how to answer this question, to be honest. I mean, I'm really into voices and stuff like this, but yeah. I'm, it's weird. Like, I'm not even sure if I would be able to, to answer the question outside. Maybe you have, the like, guy, too many names swirling around. Maybe the guy who does Link's voice, you know, Ocarina of Time Link, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, was going to say, I think they probably just get like an intern to do that. <laughs> the game I'm gonna pop it into that one. Oh man so yeah i don't know i'd have to sit down and actually think about this for a little bit but unfortunately i don't have an immediate answer so uh james is gonna go with phil lamar phil lamar is his favorite <laughs> video game voice actor all right and uh what about the last question last we... one is from drem at poogly wiggly what Street Fighter character would be the best at playing Street Fighter V, and what character would they play? Character would be the best at playing the game. And I think not just Street Fighter V character, but like, what Street Fighter character? Which Street Fighter character would be the best at playing Street Fighter, and who would they use? Man, that's a really tough question. I'm like actually really thinking about it. I'm thinking about it too. Who's I actually think it might be Who's canonically a genius. I mean, I feel like maybe <sighs> Ken using Ken. Um <laughs> <sighs> uh, I think Dawson would be sick. I think Dawson I was thinking about saying Dawson as I well. Think Dawson would be the cause he's enlightened, right? Like he's yeah. He'll have the patience to down back. Like, I'm no trying other. to think about who's a genius. And I feel like maybe it's Oro. Maybe there's like weird ancient wisdom. No, no, he Oro. only uses one hand. There's no way he can play one handed. Well, I know a game, a guy named One Handed Terror. So it's Yeah, yeah, but he uses, he uses his other arm. He does. He's <laughs> yeah, Oro's sitting there with it behind his back. You know, it's not. Yeah. Or he's holding a hey, turtle. Look, up. A lot of people can play one handed, okay? Fact. A lot of Chinese people know how to play it because in China, they're smoking cigarettes while they're playing at the same time. <laughs> I have seen that happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened a lot. Um, also, if use one arm to beat all these fantastic fighters he could definitely just play video games with yeah. it that's you know he's i would doing say the manual dexterity i would say sakura's brother because he's clearly back there playing fighting games the entire time right that so. kid's been playing yeah but he's like for mashing. 25 years he's been sitting in front of his tv for 25 years he must right. be he's been mashing god. on super nintendo alpha 2 for 25 years <laughs> so he is the god at super nintendo alpha 2 I love the idea that people are saying that Sakura would use Ryu. Oh, she 100% <laughs> would use Absolutely. Ryu. Oh, man. She would use bearded Ryu in particular. Oh, she would definitely yeah. use bearded Ryu. Uh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, uh, Vega would play Vega. Honda would play Honda. Absolutely. I'm trying to think as well, like, some of the, the, the other franchises out there, right? I mean... Like I feel like there's definitely a KOF character who would, who's like probably really tech savvy or loves video games or something like like Duck King or something like that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a Street Fighter character that loves video games, but I'm maybe like Yun Yang Sakura, like the only ones like that are at least playable characters that I can think of that might be into that. Maybe Ibuki, maybe, but I doubt it. 
So a bunch of the Street Fighter characters were canonically born between 1950 and like 1970. So <laughs> <laughs> they might just not be the right age for playing video games. <laughs> I mean, Sean, I think, maybe I think Dalsum's like 60 something. I think Sean, old, Sean right? just sucks at everything. So I don't think, uh, he would be one. Uh, Sean's out there playing basketball. That guy's not playing video games. Yeah. Well, he had a game Sean. in story mode. He was, he was playing with the, oh, with did the he? Okay. I don't console know. On, yeah. On story never mode, did it. So, yeah. Yeah. Remy, yeah. I could see being an arcade goer. That makes sense. I mean, Sakura works at an arcade right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, so she probably yeah. would be one of the, but she is using Ryu and if it's street fighter five, then she wouldn't be doing very well. So that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. She's too committed to Ryu. Yeah. Anyway, I think Honda would mash and just, and beat everybody. That's my, <laughs> my choice is that Honda would find himself the strongest and you would have a hilarious time beating him but <laughs> awesome is 79 wow it's even older than i thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can play whoever you want anyway i think that's our answers there i like the sakura pick i think that makes sense yeah. i like the dalson pick i think that one makes sense as well i think those are good ones <laughs> i think someone all right uh... <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Seth actually might be a great pick. Because oh. Seth could actually download. He would He would know how to use. On their opponent. He would know how to use every character almost instantly. That actually might be the, the correct answer. Yeah. Actually, Seth. And he's a machine, sort of, right? So, I don't know. Well, so I think it's Seth. 12. Huh? Clearly, it's 12 is the best, then. Well, 12 is not... I mean, Seth... Well, he can just copy whoever's the best and be them. That's true, and he does do more damage. Yeah. But he takes more he damage. Is. But he takes more damage. <laughs> well, no, this is Street Fighter Five, and doing the damage, that's what matters. That's true. That's You gotta be able to do the damage in this game. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, I think I think I like Seth. That makes total sense to me. All right, that's it. All right, burn him. Burn him. So we do this each week on the Tuesday. We start at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, typically. Thanks a lot for hanging out for this one with us. Thanks for everybody. Thanks for all the gifted subs and just regular old regular subs tonight. That's super cool to everybody. Thanks for all the follows as well. Much obliged. I hear that we're already birding them. That's our outro music. Thanks to Spirit and B who subscribed as well. Oh no, there's a lot. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> all right, peace out. Happy Chinese New Year, David. <laughs> Have a good bar mitzvah, James. Thank you. <laughs>